0: Welcome, everyone, to Comics from the Multiverse, episode 257. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Matt.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: And Connor is also here. Yep. Just about. Yes. Although, now you're making me think of when you're if you're only, like, half here, like, if you just had like, a slice of Connor, and there was just, like, blood and, like, gore seeping out one nice. side. It's a visual. Yeah,
2: the, the I don't show like is... it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're with the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well fun. Well, well, well. Do, you guys know what, do you guys know what today is?
2: Super Monday, Indiana Jones Day, take your pick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's both. Both? Which is why I'm not yeah, it's it's the fortieth anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And it's apparently Superman Day. So
2: I, I noticed there's not as much fanfare from DC as it is when it's Batman Day. Yeah, right?
1: Because Jones like, Batman's just there to sell money. Like <laughs> It's like, he's not actually important. He's just a uh, to sell a money? <laughs> yeah, he sells money. He's Bruce Wayne.
0: <laughs> he, he's say, this is money. the first time I'm here. I have heard nothing today about it being Superbad Day, so clearly, yes. Oh, yeah. Not much of a fuss is being made, apparently.
3: No,
1: uh, that's a problem. Yes. But it is Indiana Jones Day. So...
2: <laughs> there we go uh, alright there Dave Filoni alright yeah, so for Did the audio
0: you? for the audio listeners Matt huh? has just pulled out He's he has produced an Indiana Jones hat and he is wearing it now one of,
1: one of three I own this is my theme park oh, one Of course. yes so I what I
0: wear is, uh, I
1: used to wear one to work when I had to work in the sun but wool hats in the sun two not mix
0: oh for uh, sure uh, is yeah. the intention to actually have that on for the duration of the show
2: Yep. <laughs> did, did you not notice how he wasn't wearing a hat? How often do you see Matt without a hat?
0: I don't know. I sure. thought maybe they were all in the wash or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, you don't wash hats? <laughs> well, that was the, the that was the joke. That was <laughs> the joke. I don't know because I've never seen you in a hat. So I don't know if you own one. I own a
0: hat. I have hats. A hat. So yeah, <laughs> sure I only own one. Yeah, I don't need that many hats. So many one hat will do hats. me. It's actually kind of old now. I could probably use a new one. But Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Do you know what? I don't like wearing a hat now because I feel like people think I'm trying to hide up my head because they think I'm. A, they'll think I'm ashamed of the fact that my hairline's not, you know, right at the yeah. front. And it's like I don't care. Maybe I just want to wear a hat. <laughs> but you get these I accusations now. Them. It's like, yeah. oh he's ashamed. No, I just it's a, it's, it's it's you know it's like I don't really like wearing it in the summer anyway. It's more of a winter thing for me because my head's cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that makes sense. But yeah, no, I gotta find a way to get Connor a, a, a golden knights hat. That's not going to break the bank.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to see if there's anywhere over here. But hopefully, break his head.
1: No, let's not do that because I, I like talking <laughs> hockey with Connor. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It, it was
2: damn good this week. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, Okay. Enough, enough of the, the stupid uh, the s- sports are everywhere right now. I, I don't, it's It's, it's <laughs> absolutely sickening. For the
2: first time ever, the
1: Montreal Canadiens are going to play for the Western Conference trophy called the Clarence Campbell Bowl. That, that is wild. Uh and it could be the Knights uh opportunity to take it for the second time. There was a lot they of words are very there was a lot.
2: heavily the
0: favorites. A lot yeah. of words in there that I understood on their own, but I didn't quite understand the combination of them. Uh so, so
1: I think... there's a hockey team in Montreal uh, called <laughs> the no, I got I
0: got that part. I got that yeah. part, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it was more it was more and, the...
1: and normally Pete they don't play in the Western Conference because Montreal's in the eastern portion of Canada. Right? Mm-hmm. But because of this season, they ended up playing the Knights. And for whatever reason, the NHL decided they're playing for the Western Conference Trophy. So um, if the Canadians can somehow pull it out, they'll be one of the rare teams that has won the Wales Trophy and the Campbell Bowl. Which is pretty cool. They they, aren't aren't they the are they also the team oldest league.
2: team? Yeah, I was going to say. They it, are. Oldest team versus the youngest team. Yeah. For now. Good stories. Storytelling in sports is the best. It is. It's have um, a narrative. Yeah. I don't
0: believe it. All right, this is DC Comics Podcast. We do it together, talk about DC Comics every week. Uh, coming up on this week's show, we have DC Pride Issue 1, the celebratory one-shot. We have Detective Comics 1037, Batman the Detective Issue 3, Wonder Woman 773, Future State Gotham Issue 2, Batman Urban Legends Issue 4, and Rorschach Issue 9. Plus, I got a Patreon book as well. Uh, of Animal Man. Uh, do you have one as well, Connor?
2: No, I got distracted with sports. <laughs> uh, that sounds about
0: right. Yes. Uh, luckily, next uh... week's quiet, so you can catch up. Yeah. So, Yes, that is the plan. That is the DC Comics that we will be talking about uh, today. So, yes. Hopefully you will enjoy the show. We do have some new yeah. stuff. I mean, everyone's favourite segment. No. Oh, more hot talk. Yeah, yeah! Uh, not, Connor, not, your, not your two favourite segments. No, no, the, the the crowd, the audience, the lovely people. I,
2: I would like to see numbers that, that says that they don't love the hockey talk. Uh,
0: They don't exist.
2: <laughs> Connor,
1: Islanders or Lightning? Who are you picking?
2: It should be Lightning, but uh-huh. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I... I, I love the fact that most hockey fans hate that the Islanders are good because they play a boring style. So It's just, a very
2: it, slow game compared to everyone else, isn't
1: it? Yeah, but it, it works. A, right, And I like how mad that makes them. So, kind of rooting for the Isle. Plus, good narrative coached by the former Washington Capitals coach that beat the Knights mm. with the Stanley Cup. Very yeah, that,
2: that would be good. That would be good. I don't know. That starts does that start today or tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay.
1: No, 19 Monday. Yeah. Now I get to so I can cheat
0: and make this go. No okay. cheating. <laughs> um,
2: comicology UK, Matt. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. No cheating. So here's the thing. Um, as sometimes happens, there's a sale this week that is infecting the rankings a little bit. Although in this case it's a DC sale. Apparently there's a Green Arrow sale on because there's a bunch of Green oh, Arrow sweet. trades infecting the top ten. Go uh, so check it out. DC did not make number
2: one, Holy unfortunately. Shit. That is cheap. They've got the uh, Green Arrow by Kevin Smith, the entire thing, the mm-hmm. deluxe book. fifty nine. so probably like $2. Wow. That is like, that's that's a, like, steal. That's like a 15-issue trade. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. grab that, people.
1: Uh, I'll say this. I started reading that uh, a couple weeks ago. Finding find it hard to get through, Connor. And, uh, you know, I like Kevin Smith. But uh, dear God, is it wordy.
2: It's so good. Is it? Is it yeah. really good? I don't know if I'm convinced. It, it is really good. But Kevin
0: Smith's a hack, so I'm not sure if I can. Get no, that's with this. not. I'm
1: not gonna <laughs> this type of slander.
2: Ellie Kev, you know, hey, are we, uh... year one is also the same price. So uh, yeah, I think I agree, no. in the sale is that's like only, two dollars. There's only six issues,
1: right? Uh, unless yeah. they added something for the trade, which I only have the six individual issues.
2: So. And there's like some bonus material, but it is still just the six issues.
3: Okay, all
0: right, and we're done. To see the books De- that came out this week. Uh, 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 yeah, I was going to go through this quickly, but you're you, you, you doing a job of just derailing this into sales talk here.
1: Well, I'm Continue. looking, I'm also buying time to see what came out this week that's not DC.
0: Oh, okay, well, number so- one this week, uh, right now on Comicsology. Is X Men issue twenty one, uh, number two is Die issue seventeen. Oh Ooh. yeah. Um. So that'll, that'll please Connor because it says it, it. It does. It's a very, very, very good book. It's. It was okay. I, I mean, I dropped it off. I that wasn't. It was okay. You uh,
1: I only read one issue.
0: Oh, I read more than that. I read like three issues. No, no, no me. All right. I think I only read one
2: issue. <laughs> it was fine. I read a few issues. I don't remember how many it was exactly, but it was a few. I, I love it, but I didn't. I never recommended it to Matt because clearly, Once a Future was the book to recommend to Matt. Yes,
1: yes. and that, that book is fantastic. I can't wait for the third trade to come out. So I can just read it at one time.
0: Yeah. Um. Number three is Excalibur, issue twenty-one. So I mean, the X-Men books are selling. I, mean, I can't can't deny this. Uh. The,
1: the, Who's writing Excalibur? Do you have that? Uh. I can in
0: tell you. you. I mean, I can click on it and tell you. Um, <laughs> Would you? Danny uh, Howard. So yeah, Tenny Howard and Marcus oh. still on art. Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: So um oh. I don't have much of an opinion on Tiny Howard off the top of my head.
2: Yeah. I've never loved any of her stuff, but I don't like hate a lot of it. It falls into very like, yeah, this is fine. I think I, I
0: think I've, I've only thing. read like, you know, a short and an anthology book here. Or there. I don't think I've ever read I've
2: tried a few things and it's always been like, yeah, this is fine, but I've I tended to drop off. Hmm. Uh, then we do.
0: have a DC book. Uh, what's the safe bet to guess if there's a uh, the highest ranking DC book? Uh, Rorschach. No. <laughs> uh, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna say Joker. Um, Joker. A Joker? No. Damn. There's no Batman this week. There's a Detective Comics? Yeah, but Detective Comics tep- typically sells
0: lower. Well, it's the highest ranking DC book as of right now. So, but that's good
2: though because I <laughs> it mean it is good. We, we and, enjoy that book. I wasn't so, arguing with the fact that it is the highest. I'm just saying, yo, it's, it wouldn't be the obvious pick just because Detective Comics is out. Right. Well, well the, the, the bit is, is that it's always a Bat Book. That That's the bit.
0: Right? That's the bit. That was the hint. That was the whole hint. If in doubt, guess Batman.
2: <laughs> I did guess Joker.
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. Uh, number five is amazing spider-man issue 68 and then we're into some mm-hmm. of the uh, the trade stuff green arrow year one's there green arrow by kevin smith is there uh the first deluxe volume from rebirth is there uh Ooh. also only two dollars seemingly uh and then we're to rorschach uh which comes in at number uh, is this a nine-ish? nine uh, nice and then number 10 batman the detective so batman's still doing well uh, and then we're back to some X-Men stuff But Children of the Atom uh, at number 11. Wonder Woman 773 coming out at number 12. And looking beyond there, there's just a couple of entries down for DC Pride. There's more Green Arrow trades. A whole bunch of them, in fact. Um, uh, Joker is mixing in there in the low 20s. Uh, maybe the price increase in Joker has affected it a little bit. Uh, I, I would guess. Yeah. I hope so. still selling reasonably well, but clearly it's just not as skyrocketingly high as it was before. Um, yeah, in fact, it looks like a lot of those uh, Rebirth Green Arrow trades are uh, cheap right now. Um,
2: I think all of the regular trades are that price. Obviously, you can pick up the deluxe as well, which I think is the first two trades. So. It's only the first deluxe volume that's on sale, though. I believe so. So that's
0: their hook. It's like, okay, you... You get to save money on the first two volumes technically because you can buy the deluxe, but then if you want the rest of it for cheap right now, mm-hmm. you have to get all the regular trades and they won't match. I think for most people, that's fine. My OCD wouldn't let me do that. I can't do it. It's not possible. <laughs> uh, that's it though. Why buy old DC trades digitally at this point? I would just get DC Universe. There's no point. <laughs> it's really hard to argue with that. DC Universe is pretty fantastic well one something six months old there's no point anymore just get the universe True. <laughs> like if you want it physical obviously understand you Buy the physical version but digitally like there's no difference now it's mm-hmm. you, you just get access to everything so it's fine uh so that's basically it uh in terms of all that um uh, so uh, i don't know how old batman earth 1 volume 3 is but that's sort of I think and, that's brand new. Yeah, I in your low thirties, so that's selling a little bit. Uh, but obviously, it's full price right now, which makes some sense. So uh, there you go. So at least it was nice for once for the sale that's interfering with everything on the the top charts to be a DC sale. Uh, that's mm-hmm. nice. So Oliver Queen's getting some love right now, uh, which is cool because it's not like he's got a book right now.
3: No,
0: <laughs> so, no,
1: but we have that uh, 80th anniversary. That's up. true.
0: We do have that, which so. is kind of weird actually that they're doing this now and not. Mm-hmm. when that comes out. Because right. presumably they're going to have another green arrow sale when that hits. Yeah. So, I you don't know. Weird. But hey. uh, There you go. So there is some news though. Some uh, some things that seem like they might even be a little earlier than planned, because it seems like to be coming from the, D- the DC subscription website or something like that. Sort of kind of, I don't know if leak's the right term in this case, but uh, It feels like
2: they kind of just put it up on their site a week early, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, because uh, th- th- not all of them have a like the usual amount of details. we Would expect you know they don't honestly have a synopsis with like a team and a date. Some of them do, some of them don't. It's kind of pet and mess. One that was definitely intentional was the uh, is the Jackson book that's coming up. There's a, a limited series uh, called Aquaman: The Becoming, uh, which would certainly imply that Jackson is going to becoming uh, at least getting the title of Aquaman um, during the story. Uh, written by Brandon Thomas with art by Diego. Uh, or So this is um, a six-issue series. It is his first solo solo title as a character, um, mm-hmm. and obviously they announced this this week to sort of tie into the the Pride one-shot, uh, which makes a lot of sense. So, uh, cool. Um, I always forget. I, I see the name Brandon Thomas, and I'm thinking Bland yeah. in my head, but I don't know if I'm th- mixing him up with someone else. I had the
2: same reaction. To be fair. <laughs>
1: I just know that Brandon Thomas did the Future State Aquaman. So if you didn't oh. enjoy that,
0: yeah, I, I kind of liked it. It was, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad either, though. It was kind of. He
2: yeah. did. Come to this, he was in one of the backups for the Future State next Batman. I don't know which one he did.
0: I think he also did the Outsiders one, which we enjoyed. It was good. Admittedly, the art was doing a lot of the lifting in that one, but it was good. True. Yeah. So I, I, I can't deny that uh so that's cool uh so that'll be launching in september um so uh aqua i was gonna say it's an aqualad book which it is in the sense that it's a jackson book but they are calling it aquaman yeah. so
2: yeah
0: uh so neat um so what makes me wonder what they're doing with aquaman then you know with arthur uh around this time if they've got other plans for him or if there's some sort of separation or he's, if he's
2: dying in his in his 80th anniversary
0: oh possibly whatever or 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 maybe we're just going to have like multiple Aquamen around around I,
2: I I would suspect he's taking some time to be a father I
0: would that that'd be fine I have no, no problem with that being a reason He's on some extended former,
2: p- former ruler
1: full-time dad Well yeah. we could have a
0: book called aqua paternity leave uh, coming out um aqua dad aqua dad <laughs> Uh, next up, there's a new Deathstroke book coming. It's called mm-hmm. Deathstroke Inc. and it's coming from Joshua Williamson and Howard Porter, So uh, one of the, the the main sort of team ups of the Flash Rebirth book. I, uh, so I,
1: I know Williamson was real close friends with Bendis. Did he borrow the Bendis cloning machine? Because he's
2: got a lot right now. Did you see how interesting it was? He was he was planning on leaving DC after. The- mm. After really time. yeah when it was he he, he had a, an interview a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and it was around the time he, he's basically say he didn't say in so many words but when 5g was the plan yeah he was going to step back from dc and not write anything uh-huh. at all ah. and then things changed and now he's basically spearheading a lot of it with the because i think he's doing the uh well, he's doing the crisis yeah.
1: called yeah, he's something I, like that. He's in the main death he's Infer- did- frontier.
0: Frontier.
2: Frontier. He's in frontier. Infinite
0: frontier, he's the Infinite frontier. Yes. Um, I I don't know if this is like too much speculation, but I wonder if like he wasn't a huge fan of Didio by the time he was ready to wrap up his yeah. run, and then once Didio left and there was new people like making and calls, I, it's like oh.
1: And I also <laughs> yeah. feel like like with Williamson, he's like okay, let 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 someone else handle these five G characters, right? Like I, I said what I had to about you know the flash. Oh for sure. And um, I'm not
0: and I when I suggest that I'm not actually saying there was like yeah. a, even like a like a heated thing or a feud around like that just that you know after years I, of working on flash he just didn't love working for him. You know it doesn't have to yeah. be a an overly top thing or It a... just
1: is it is it just me or does it feel more harmonious at DC since Dio got canned? Oh it does.
2: It, it yeah. definitely does. Yeah. And and let's like, say you know, we can't necessarily say this was downright you know Tedio No. That was the cause, but Timing's very coincidental,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it does. It I mean,
1: <laughs> way' like the best book at DC. Is there a coincidence? Maybe. I'm
0: going to keep you know. Even even just the up? even just the way it's embracing more of like pre-flashpoint continuity without yeah? making a fuss up with you know without it being weird or without it like having to re you know, boot certain things to fit in its new timeline. It just kind of feels like, yeah, there's, there's kind of a sentiment that was maybe being blocked before, that's at least not being yeah. blocked now actively. Uh, and the well, book's and still it, the better for it.
1: And it seems like with a lot of the big stuff in 5G, they're having their cake and eating it too, right? Because we still have a, a Ridley Batman book that's coming out.
2: Yes. Right? Yeah, they kind of just shifted a lot of it through. Through into future state, it seems, and kind of uh-huh. reworked a lot of what those plans were in a slightly different way. Like, I can see Yaraflor having been a five G mm-hmm. replacement for for Wonder Woman, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But
0: anyway, this is getting way off topic here. We've spiraled. Oh yeah, this. so deathstroke Gink. Yes, Destro uh When I enlisted think... to work with the ages-old secret organization called Trust, who want to take down the heavy hitter villains, he's all in. So uh... Trust, I don't. No, I do not trust. That is his first statement. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not pumped for a a destro I mean, Williamson, and I think Williamson has shown uh, his strength since mm-hmm. Flash has been done. Everything he's done since then has been yeah. uh it really almost,
1: good. It almost felt to me like he just wanted to hit over a hundred issues on Flash, right? Mm-hmm. And so once he got that, and now that's all out of his system, he's it's reinvigorated of now that he doesn't have to work on Flash.
3: I
0: don't think it's just you that. I, I think his plans no. for Flash got heavily changed because of editorial.
1: Sure, that, that could be that too. But I don't know. I just feel like if he had all the stuff he wanted to do in Flash that was taking up his his bandwidth, now he doesn't have to do that. He's free to do all this other stuff. Um, and as a, as a fan of his creator own stuff, I, I know what he's capable of and how good that can be. I mean, so like something like this, I'm... Definitely willing to check
0: out. I mean, when this comes out, I mean, Infinite Frontier will basically be wrapping up, if not done, because it's double shipping when it hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be this and Robin that he's got going on, which is a weird pairing of books. Unless I'm forgetting another one that he's got going, but I don't think there's another. Um oh. So it's, it's, it doesn't seem like too much. It feels like he'll be on two books. Yeah. Interesting pair of books, though. <laughs> yes. Know, Robin, but it just seems
1: he's also working on. He's at the Future State book, right? The the Red Hood one. He's, he's contributing to all these smaller, he just he seems true. like his name's out there a lot right now, and like good for him, but again, you know there's always that thing is how does Johns and Bendis have so much time to work in 24 now, hours?
0: The future state you know? stuff is uh, a good one that I'd forgotten, but at least with that mm-hmm. one, like again, like will he still be like because that feels like something to rotate teams between arcs, if, if, you know, if it's still going even by the time we get to yeah. which it probably will be, but um, I don't know. It's an interesting mix as, as what I think, though, is you, you've got your Mortal Kombat Robin stories, a uh, Deathstroke story, mm-hmm. which maybe will tie in because Rose is in Robin. So, I mean... Avenger. Yeah, yeah, there might be a connection there. Uh, but obviously Infinite Frontier is like, okay, this is him spearheading like, the main direction for the DC Universe right mm-hmm. now, which I don't necessarily think is going to tie in beyond maybe like a fun Easter egg to his ongoing books because... I don't see Robin Mortal Kombat being <laughs> like integral yeah. to the the fabric of the future of the DC universe. We say that, but you know, you never know.
1: Immortalities. Yeah, <laughs> immortality is at play and who knows uh. what that means in DC. You know, we we know there's something more going on from issue 2. You you,
0: so. know, you you know you you do never know, but uh but hey, cool. Uh the Halloween special this year, your your typical $10 <laughs> anthology book uh is called Are You Afraid of dark sides, which is they, they just needed the,
1: the, the Are You mm-hmm. Afraid of the Dark Side? That's
0: all it's missing. That is, I mean, it's still meant to be a reference to that show, uh, but yeah, yes,
1: by the way, on Paramount Plus streaming, um, definitely, definitely some nostalgic vibes.
0: Oh, is the whole show that,
1: there? Show. Oh, yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark? All of it, well,
0: mm-hmm. so. Uh, so that's that, nothing much to add, there's not even a list of creators yet, like, you you know, you often get when these are announced properly, which is why this feels kind of early. Uh, especially given how late we got solicits last month, this feels way early in the month to be getting any of these stories, but, uh, it is what it is. And then the last one's a little bit weirder, uh, it was a, a, a New Teen Titans special, reuniting, um, Nightwing, mm-hmm. Superboy, Donna Troy, Starfire, and more. And um, this is coming from, uh, Kevin Scott with artist Jose Lewis. Uh, but this sounds like it's going to be a sort of graphic novel size special rather than a, a mini series or anything like that. Uh, uh, so this this was something else that popped up uh, this week. So yes.
1: Which is weird because this is an odd uh, collection of of Titans and non Titans.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: You know? So well I shouldn't say non Titans, but really the only non Titan. But um yeah, just Superboy being in there with Nightwing and some it's of a the
0: strange lines. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but yeah. Maybe maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just because they're calling it new teen titans, because we obviously we associate Superboy with a later version of the team but, that's not the new yeah, Teen Titans. Just just
1: Teen Titans.
0: Yeah.
1: Adjectiveless uh, Yes,
0: even though objectively he is in a newer version of the Teen Titans than the new Teen Titans yeah, were. But he is
2: not in the new Teen Titans.
0: No. Right. But he is objectively in New Teen Titans <laughs> <laughs> material. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a Superboy, not the Superboy. Basically, what they have to say on, on this, to yeah, make it clear yeah. what they're talking about, is that this is new, new Teen Titans material.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh new, yeah. dear. Uh, so there you go. That's the news. That's the stuff that oh, I, I well, missed. Well. That you've the actual got. announcement from DC about new books that came out this week, because a lot of these were like you know just kind of off the. I did not see.
0: Website. I did not see actual announcement. What, what we re- got? The return
2: of fables wow yeah which is obviously you know long running vertigo book with wolf
0: okay i don't feel nuts. bad I, I do not feel bad for missing this I, the way you were saying that there made me think i'd missed some huge announcement about a big mainline well, dc yeah. thing
2: well the first thing back for it is uh, a a six issue mini called batman versus bigby a, a wolf in gotham <laughs> it's Like, that's out. pretty that's pretty big
1: it's, it,
0: it's a cute crossover with a, a non mainline dc thing right this is like i'm not saying I'm this sorry. is it's not you're
2: as not like... it's not as lame as batman fortnite but i am equally kind of whatever on it okay i'm, I'm sorry. sorry when they announced a conjuring tie in you're like no this is proper dc news we are covering this this is being covered on the show little, this is more dc than that little little
1: <laughs> little did we know that that conjuring book was just a uh, you know
2: i think
0: I think Connor's oh. overselling my deter... I, like, I covered it because I saw Here's the thing, that. though,
1: Connor. <laughs> I-, I wish I would have heeded my caution after that first issue and just not watched Conjuring 3. Because, hooey. Uh, I, I, I'm yeah,
0: I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'm not watching it until I have to for... uh, that's yeah. Point uh yeah,
1: it's... It's not their best effort. Well will just put it that way. But uh,
0: That like, <laughs> said, yeah. though, it's probably still better than most of the spinoffs because most of them are just dire. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh dear.
0: No, I refuse I refuse that I refuse to accept that it's as bad as either the first Annabelle or Curse of La Llorona Right? There is it's no way the
1: same director of La Llorona, Pete. That's all I'll say. That's a bad sign? I I, I <laughs> it's, not <know>. a <laughs> sign. <laughs> it's not a good sign. Uh, and terms of, I wanted it to be good and <laughs> I yeah, uh just the more I think about it, the more upset it makes me. Um not I shouldn't say upset. The more confused I get why they did the things mm-hmm. they did. Um see, that's
0: all. See, clearly Matt's more interested in Carn drain than Fables uh, crossovers. Oh, <laughs> he, oh yeah, just
2: because <laughs> Fables is huge.
0: Like Fables yeah, has an audience, right? Vertical crowd loved it when it was being released. I never get into yeah. Fables. Uh...
1: I, I got the first trade thinking like, oh, this is what, you know, once upon a time the TV show on ABC was gonna mm-hmm. kinda be like. And it was fine. It was definitely one of those things that was over. Well, tight. if I if
2: I, I recall, read like the first four if, trades, and I love yeah. what I read. If and I, if I, I recall
0: correctly, uh, th- that TV show actually happened because they had... They were actually in talks to do a Fables show before yeah. they... Eventually that fell through, and then they kind of just yeah. did Once Upon a Time instead, which is, you know, shockingly very similar
2: instead. De- de- definitely not Fables. Yes. Um, no,
1: no, no. It's But it's basically Disney's fables where it's this town where these, you know, storybook figures live, and they came from a world that was, and what happened in that world, it was very fables. And then I read that first trade, and again, like, this is fine. It might get better, but I didn't have any steam. So, like, them resurrecting this and putting Batman with it... What's what's interesting, though, is okay, so we
2: have a six-issue mini starting in, I think, (laughs) September. Mm -hmm. Um... But then, from May of next year, they're bringing the series back, like just the main series, and it's picking up at issue 151. It's not renumbering or anything. It's just, hey, issue 151's coming back in May with a 12-issue arc. I mean, that's nice
0: for fans. But I, you know, the way you said though, those actual news and you were pulling me up, I thought, oh, I've, I've missed some big, uh, there's a relaunch of Green Arrow, or I've missed the relaunch of something. It's one yeah. of the
2: biggest news stories in comics this week. And it's DC related because it's all being published under Black Label.
0: <laughs> and you hit me with Fables is back, and there's going to be a Batman crossover with it. And I, I'm upsetting people right now who are big fans of Fables. I, I, I know
2: for a fact the audience is on my side in this one.
0: Look, I, 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 have no ill will towards Fables. I don't. But the way Connor pulled me up there, as if I'd missed something huge, that was not that was not the caliber of the tone that he had. If he had just said... Oh, the return of Fables is something huge. If he had just said, oh, no, I've got one more thing, and it said, oh, Fables is coming, i thought, oh, cool, all right, that's neat. But, he, no, he 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 built it up as, you have missed the most earth-shattering thing that has happened in it our lifetimes. Biggest, out of all the things you just said, <laughs> this is easily the biggest. You know, Tony Giovanni, Matt, the you know, greatest night in the history of our sport, the greatest news story in the history of this podcast.
1: <laughs> I was going to say... You guys want to hear a fun fact? Yeah, sure. The uh, Indiana Jones in the original script was known as Indiana Smith, but Spielberg thought Jones sounded better, so that's what they went with.
0: I mean, the reason's not that interesting, it's just he thought it sounded better, it's pretty dull yeah. as far as trivia goes. But... Yeah,
1: I'm just saying, I'm trying to change the subjects, so I'm trying to talk about fables.
0: That's, I mean, that's fair. And it's
1: Indiana Jones, I it's it. Indiana Jones Day. Yeah, they, they all hey. they
0: all uh, came out in 4K this what? past week. I'm looking forward yeah, to buying them at some I, point.
1: I know, and I hate that, because I have to sell it to Ash. <laughs> that even though I have the Blu-rays, and the DVDs, and the VHX xbox set, why do I need the 4K? Because I do.
3: And
0: she
1: just yelled <laughs> <me out. laughs> Yes,
0: yeah, so that was caught on the mics. People could hear that. Uh, 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 um, very nice.
1: Okay, so wait, what's your guys' second favorite Indiana Jones movie? Because everyone loves Raiders.
0: Oh, Last right? Crusade is the second best Fortnite? one. Yeah. Yeah. Connor? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to go Temple of Doom, Connor. Temple of Doom's a solid third place. The, 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 the gaping void between Temple of Doom and then the Shia LaBeouf swinging in the trees one is very yeah. vast. There's a crevice. I,
1: I will have this conversation one day. Not, not today, because I, I can go forever. Um... Game of the Skull isn't as bad as the internet wants you to believe that it, it is. Granted, it's not the best Indiana Jones movie; it's far from it. And um, it definitely is the worst Indiana Jones movie. However, it's not—it's not prequel. Star Wars prequel bad. There's, you know,
0: I—I I like, have no problem with the aliens. Exactly. I actually think that's a fun idea yeah. for a '50s indie movie. It's—it's uh, 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 it's more the characterization. Like I have actual critiques of the yeah. script in terms of things. So I—I
1: I, I know you do, Pete. But sometimes the the internet likes to get together and they've had a decision that Crystal Skull is a, you know, dog pile. And it's not. Like, you want to see a dog pile that came out the same summer? Go watch The Third Mummy. All right? Th- that's bad.
0: But I will say this it's still a nostalgia sequel that doesn't justify its own existence. In the same way that anything else that's came back in the last 10 or 15 years has just existed because of nostalgia. Uh,
1: I don't know about that. I-, I do feel like the story's there it is a fifties B movie. So it, it lines up with, with the timeline, you know, it, it, the indie grew with, with the time. And that's five. I'm hoping <laughs> five does the same thing.
0: So. Yes. It's the worst thing that I judge movie for now.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Namehold has not let me down thus
3: far.
0: So that, that's true. James Michael probably means it will actually probably be quite a solid movie. Uh, and it's just, we just have to hope the release box sets where it has one, two, three, and then five, but no four. Just so that we don't have to be conned into buying that movie again. Uh,
1: if I could buy four on VHS to complete the box set, I would. I'll just say that. <laughs> so do have it on DVD and Blu-ray.
0: You mad man. You mad man. Yeah. Um, but yes, pointless sequel, didn't need to exist. But hey, uh, here, here we are. Um, is that news? Are we done? Does this car have any other breaking news stories that we
2: have to talk about? No, unless sure you want to talk about football. <laughs> I very, <laughs> really... I very, uh, really he don't. Is, he is thankfully stable uh, in hospital, yeah. and they are resuming the game in 20 minutes' time, which is cool. utterly insane. Like, you know... Yeah. Just... Uh, what a what a Sports weird injuries
1: always get me, because these guys are peak athletes. <sighs> so if it's this, something This was particularly out, horrific, be because...
2: It wasn't yeah. like there was a collision with another player, or any, he just right. he he stumbled, he went down, was he it? was having convulsions. It it looked like he was like having a heart attack or something. It was we it were, was horrific.
1: Are they playing in any environment in which that this would happen? It you was know, a it was altitude? a Danish
2: player playing in Denmark. It was in Copenhagen. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, so not the I, car of the ordinary.
1: Because I, I, I have heard about people's cardio not being up when they go to Mexico City because of the elevation, right? Or when they are playing in Brazil in the World Cup.
2: There, there are a lot of fears for next year's World Cup, whether in Qatar, which Qatar, is stupidly yeah. hot. I think they've having to move. I think they've moved moved it to the winter instead of the summer. It's yeah. that bad for fears of heat. But no, yeah. this was you know literally home territory uh, for him.
1: Crazy. I just hope he's you, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that again. Peak, peak people. You know, good condition, especially soccer players. That's all cardio. I could never do soccer, ever. Too much running. No thanks. Who wait, do you think I can do better than Pete in soccer? Or do you think him being European gives him a uh, an advantage?
0: I, I would say thank think of Orange Cassidy on a on a football field, and that is me playing soccer.
1: Those are those are dangerous kicks though, Pete.
0: <laughs> those devastating kicks in the, the sport <laughs> of professional wrestling, of course.
1: I heard that he has to tone them down for the for the viewing audience that they're, oh, you yeah. know, looking at, all
3: right.
0: Yeah, like, like, br- we're talk about books. Like Bruce Lee and, uh, Dry had to slow down his kicks and punches because the camera yeah. couldn't capture them. Yes. That's the same thing yes. with Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he has to slow down those kicks. Yeah. <laughs> so the audience can comprehend what's happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about books. Let's talk about books. Yeah. So, DC Pride, issue one. This is your, your big celebratory 80 plus page. Uh, celebration. It says 100 pages in the solicit. The actual page count is something like 80. So, I mean, I assume there's ads in the physical version which make it up to 100. Yeah. So. But, uh... Um, so and there's
1: pinups. that, that look pin-ups. very nice, yes. you know. Oh, yeah, there's so. count
0: the page count, though.
1: No? no, I know! But I'm saying yeah. it's not like it's 80, you know, 100 pages of just stories. You know, there's, yeah, yeah. there's adding there, and like in everything. Um,
0: so... Uh, I'll just, I'll read a list of the, the, the stories here just from the contents page because, you know, finding this digitally every time is going mm-hmm. to be a pain. Uh, so we have stories, Wrong Side of the Looking Glass, which is by James the IV with Trung Lee Wynn on art. We have By the Victors by Steve Orlando and Stephen Byrne. We have Try the Girl by Vita Yalea and Skylar Partridge. We have Another Word for the Truck to Move Your Furniture. <laughs> Rico Tama- so such a
1: weird title I know. Like, that's Riko yeah.
0: Tamaki and Amy Reader then we have He's the Light of My Life by Sam Johns and Klaus Janssen we have Clothes Makeup Gift by Danny Alore and Lisa Sterl we have Be Gay, Do Crime by Sina Grace and Rose Stein possibly
3: the best
1: title. Ted
0: Brandt it's uh, a good title, I can't deny uh, it we have Date Night by Nicole Maines and Rachel Stopp and we have Love Life by Andrew Wheeler and Luciano uh, Vecchio. Maybe mm-hmm. Vecchio. I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, as with any of these, there's pinups. ups There's stories of varying lengths. You know, the longest one maybe like 15 pages. There's some that are only like four. Uh, you know, typical stuff. Um, and it's... <sighs> These are frustrating in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. if you don't get over a certain percentage of stories that you really like it really quickly becomes a chore to read. And yes. this is one of these things where obviously this is for a good cause it's got a really nice sentiment behind it and it's you know, out mm-hmm. for Pride Month, all the rest of it. Um, But I would say I only kind of liked a couple of the stories in this.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. And it's, and it's not like the characters are there. I like the majority of these characters already. And I, but just a lot of the stories, like,
0: it's not even, it's not even that they're particularly bad. It's like one of the problems that these anthologies fall into (laughs) sometimes, especially, (laughs) especially when we're dealing with a lot of characters who don't get a lot of ongoing stories or ongoing Mm -hmm. series, you know, you know, typically at any given time, is that we end up just kind of doing the bullet points of who the character are, rather than telling a new story. And I think the best example, even though it's got a nice ending, the best example of that is this very first story by Tynan, who's obviously a writer we love. Yeah. Right? And we have this Batwoman story. But my God, if I have to read one more Batwoman story about Alice... Right. <laughs> like, about her sister,
1: <laughs> and then because of the death of her mom and her
0: sister, her dad
1: and her got really into the military aspect. Yes. And and, and it's just like... I. I I would have loved, so you know, KKM I see a Batwoman Yeah. K-
0: kind of, yeah.
1: I, I see a Batwoman story, and we haven't had her have an ongoing in a couple of years now. Yes. And she's such a rich character, you know, that they could have told any story with her, and you know, but they just rehashed the origin.
0: Yeah, the, the, well this is the thing It doesn't even explain it particularly well, because it it kind of does this thing with the Mad Hatter by the end, and it has like a, a neat little ending, but mm-hmm. and I like how she talks about how she always saw Beth, or in this case Alice, because it's kind of like a weird, you know, manipulated yeah. memory. uh, Like, through the looking glass, right? they really go with the, the whole, you know, the metaphor and the idea right. that she's always been kind of the broken reflection of the normal system, right. kind of thing, right? And okay, the, the metaphors here are nice. What it's trying to say is very nice. Although, I will say, this art is not for me. Okay, <laughs> it's just not my, not my thing. Me neither. Not my thing.
1: Now, the coloring, I do like how the color works. Is it is the same artist doing the colors? Let me...
0: Look. Yeah. For, an for anyone eye. who's like been listening to this yes. show long enough that you know my taste in art you probably knew this wasn't to my taste uh, yeah. as soon as you looked at it um it's just not my I, thing I,
1: I will say that i do love the colors because the way that they are you know like <clears throat> kate's red hair really pops against the blue right mm-hmm. so it makes her feel like a standout how she feels you know she's going through like her sister being quote normal and her feeling like the other side of the mirror. Um, and it makes her feel unique. And then when we start getting other colors mixed in there, like there's a, a page with Ivy and then where she's talking about relationships with other people and like Constantine's on there. And just with the way yeah. all the colors look together, it's basically it looks great. It's the basically the pencils though. Not a fan.
0: It's basically as she's finding herself and becoming yeah. her self as, as an adult and mm-hmm. discovering that she is Batwoman and she is gay and she is this and she is mm-hmm. that. Um, Like, it's it's as she's, like, discovering herself where the colour starts to come more and more into it, which is, again, conceptually is a fine idea. Right. Uh, Yeah. But for the most part, it's this frustrating thing where it is just kind of, we're doing the beats of like, you know, this book almost serves as a, here is a glossary of these characters. And for the most part, that's what you get of each one, is just a a basic idea of who they are.
1: Which, yeah, and they had had a, a, you know, a nice forward by Andrako. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that stuck out with me where he said, you know, DC's always kind of had a, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for without just quoting him? A very, very, uh, I'm, um, I'm um, gay, not gay, <laughs> uh, diverse,
0: Jeez. diverse, there you go.
1: It's like I'm having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you say difficult. They're like, it's not difficult. It's, a, it's a diverse. Uh, it was off the top of my tongue. Has a very diverse cast of characters, and that they don't just trot them out there, right? Like, Montoya was a main character that wasn't like her defining feature wasn't that she was a lesbian, right? It was she was this hard up detective that, you know, had issues with people and a bit of a drinking problem. And they weren't just trotted out for stuff. However, here, there's certain characters that got brought up that I had no idea, you know, the, it's like, well, wh- where have they been? You know, if we're not just trotting them out for Yeah, know, there's, there's,
0: a large amount of the characters that get stories in this book don't have ongoings, or they're, they're not main characters in ongoing books. Well, uh, I'm
1: sure when we get to this next story, not Doctor Strange, I've never...
0: Yeah, I don't know this guy, guy either. <laughs> this I, all I could think is like, Constantine's I, yeah. got a Doctor Strange buddy, apparently. Of he does. Yeah.
1: And it's like, okay, I know who Midnighter is, right? Is this a, a, a Wildstorm character I'm not familiar with? Or is this somebody new? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's for, fighting for, a for, for
0: vampire. Con- I mean, for context here, this character, Giorgio, is yeah. telling a story about Midnighter taking him on a date, and in that context, it was going to a castle to take on this Count Berlin who was a homophobic uh, vampire. A
1: Neo-Nazi vampire. Yeah, yeah, who
0: was trying to erase the the you know the, the mm-hmm. gear parts of history. Uh, and straight it. So,
1: yeah, so Connor, he was trying to make Patroclus uh, Achilles' friend, not lover.
2: Oh, so uh, like they did in Troy. Yes. Where I think they were cousins. Right, which
1: something. again, yeah, which again, the metaphors here work. I just like.
2: do I, I think that movie is fun. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, you know, they, they were very gay.
1: <laughs> well, he says, so here it says, uh, Berlin had stolen the bones of Patroclus, uh, hot to rewrite the ancient warrior story with a spell so that he and Achilles, some of our earliest heroes, weren't lovers but cousins.
2: Are so they, I feel are like they blaming this, this guy for, for that movie? Well,
1: so yeah, they're trying to blame neo-Nazi vampire count Berlin. Um, you know,
0: so for that. Fair enough. But
1: yeah, even this dude, that, what did you say his name
0: was? It was Giorgio. Jar- I think Where's was that.
1: Yeah. He even has a red cape and the the, you know how when, when 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 uh, when Doctor Strange does the spells and you see the the like dips the, sur- the, the circle
0: with the symbols on it yeah. with the magic sort of like you know hologram yeah. if you want to call it that yeah he's got that he's got exactly that
3: <laughs> yeah so he's Doctor so, Strange is this, yeah
0: yeah uh it's mm-hmm. weird yeah oh no, sorry Greg Gregorio Greg- Gregorio. Gregorio? What? Yeah, this go. has got a weird name. I don't know who this okay. is. Yeah.
1: I will say that the Stephen Byrne art is, is great. Like, it's very moody for a, you know, it's a, it's a vampire story. I right? hate them going into the castle. Um, I, I will say
0: yeah, but, this. So, so what, see so if the point of this story was to introduce this character because he's not as yeah. well known to most people, that would be fine if it actually did a good job of introducing who he was, but they they, they mentioned his name once briefly at the start, and then Constantine comes and talks to him, and he tells this story about him in Midnighter, and I'm like, yes, but who are you? I still don't know who you
2: are. Yeah. I've, I've Googled I'm him. Intrigued. Extrano was created by Steve Englehart and Joe Stan, first appearing in Millennium Issue 2. However... In the Prime Earth continuity, first appeared as part of New 52's Midnighter and Apollo by Steve Orlando. Uh, ah,
1: leader.
2: And this
1: is a Steve Orlando, so, story,
2: cool.
0: yeah. There you go. On paper, this story sounds great. You, you tell me this, this team-up go to like, take on a neo-Nazi vampire. Like, that sounds like fun.
1: Wait, wait. Extraño. Y- y'all want to know what that uh, means in Spanish? Go on. Strange.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, de Gregorio de la Vega. Uh, minor Magician. He's from the Guardians of the Universe. He was selected. Anyways. Wow.
0: I'm just gonna, okay, call, I'm so, just gonna call him Goro from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, goro Strange.
1: Gregorio. Yeah, so also um Constantine being queer. Is that a thing that's been established? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's been okay. by for decades. Yeah, he's, he's been sleeping okay. with
0: everyone who moves for... Gotcha.
2: ...forever. I
1: just didn't know if this was a him just using Constantine here,
2: you no, know, that's because of magic. I, mean, I say by because that's what people yeah. but right. I would suspect Pan is probably a more accurate description, gotcha. given that like yeah. I said anything with a pulse, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Hence,
1: hence when I don't know, I just use the... the the queer term just yeah. because it kind of covers it,
2: it, including King Shark if, if you recall right. I don't but in one of the animated movies wait Constantine had yeah, it, it like... off with King Shark? <laughs> yeah, yeah in one of the okay. animated movies he was like oh that's my ex and they were like wait that you know them and, and he's like no the other one and it cuts and it's just King Shark Yeah, <laughs> that's funny
1: <laughs> um, okay so that his inclusion here then because again I thought just uh... magic that's what we're doing with uh, Constantine yeah. So, so th- 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 this oddly
0: yeah. felt kind of flat, despite the fact that selling me on two guys going to kill a neo-Nazi vampire sounds
2: like an easy sell. Yeah. And, and sorry, an Orlando story fell flat. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh,
1: I can to get over that his name means strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: come on. They, they should have, they should have went with like uh, Sergio Strange as his name. Just to make it as close as possible.
1: Yeah.
0: What's the closest we can Sergio go without getting Sean. sued? <laughs>
2: Probably this close, given how he looks. But he is...
1: Here's, here, and this is what's going on Orlando. Uh, it says, Estrano is noted for being the first openly gay superhero in DC Comics. And that was in the 80s. So the fact like, he went okay. back and put him in Apollo Midnight Midnighter... Yeah, I, I can like, respect
0: that. Yeah, I can respect yeah. that he, he he picked him for that reason. That's the legacy of the characters. He's the first openly gay one. But... Um, however,
1: know. possibly problematic, because they, they put him in a HIV storyline... Where he was killed by an AIDS vampire named Hemo Goblin. <laughs> what?
0: What's,
1: uh, sorry, what's going on here?
0: Okay, the eighties uh, were a weird place. Yeah, the eighties
1: uh, were, were like, on one hand, first openly gay DC character; other hand, killed by an AIDS vampire. I mean, I, I mean, I still, I still, I
0: still, I still see the value of it though, because the whole idea is, is you're you're showing them respect by bringing them back under yes. better circumstances. Yeah, so, well, and, I, you know.
1: and that's great. Let's and let's re. Let's get rid of that part, the back half yes. of that, and let's have it be new. Just, let's tone down the Doctor Strangeness. Let's make him his own character. It's just gay DC Doctor Strange isn't <laughs> enough of a, <laughs> a difference, right?
0: Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's odd. It, it's, it's just, I mean, I guess there's lots of stories here where it doesn't necessarily explain who the characters are, you're just expected to know them from DC knowledge if you do know them. Yeah. But... I don't know, maybe this one one just stuck out because both of us didn't know who it was. um, Right. And And, we we read a lot of DC.
1: Yeah, good. and good on Orlando for for bringing that because now we know who he is and, you know.
0: uh, I just wish wish the story itself did a little to help.
1: Yeah, right. Well, maybe this could have served... If any character needed a rehash of the origin, maybe Extraño. Not Batwoman.
0: Not Batwoman, yeah. Batwoman is good. (laughs)
1: okay. Um, um and even then
0: if you're gonna do it, just do it in one page. You'll do it you know like the origin yeah. of Batwoman, blah blah blah, sister, blah blah right. blah, father, blah blah blah. Right, okay, go story. Like, you know. Uh yeah, next story is uh, try the girl. This is the VL one, this is the question, Renee Montoya story. I thought this was was alright, actually. This is a simple old four page four or five page story.
1: I I missed the question the Montoya question.
0: Oh of course. Yeah,
1: so like I mean, seeing her here, I, I'm happy. Like I get, she's commissioner right now through Tynan's Batman, and mm-hmm. whatever's going on over there in Gotham. But reading this, this was a nice like addition here. But so she's not being nice... she's not being
0: wasted. She's in you know, she's set a important uh, position. It's not like the character has yeah. been forgotten. This is just a nice, right. nice throwback mm-hmm. to uh, her question well, days.
1: And and it feels like a Rucka story, so I'll give Ayala credit because ayala has been real hit or miss with me, especially mm-hmm. in these anthology stories. But this definitely felt like a RECA question story just because, you know, looking for this, um, what was she, a public defender? A yeah. Defense attorney.
0: Well, she's running and for uh, office now. Counsel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She um, went for city council. She, you know, she's, you know, running on the, 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 you know, corruption in the police force. And so that's put a lot of crosshairs on her because she is a public defender. Um, and so Renee goes to track her down, but. In, in grand fashion, you know, this lady can handle herself, you know, as, as you yeah,
0: see I, I, through Im, it. Important, she, she, goes, she goes missing, and it's, 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 the, it's the sister of the of the character yeah. who's went missing, who reaches out to question to go find her. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of build-up to it, but then when she gets there after a couple of fight sequences, it turns out that she's already, like, got herself out of, you know, out of ties, and has beat the crap out of the, the guys that were holding her. And the, the, the whole charm of this story is that Renee's kind of attracted to her, um mm-hmm. and goes to sort of support her after her her winning speech uh you know yeah. and you know ends with you know her kissing Renée and she has the the lipstick mark yeah. on her mask and it's just a kind yeah. of sweet ending it's just it's Renée being kind of mm-hmm. just you know floored by someone who's is tough and strong and it's right. it, it works because it's simple it works because it's it, it's not trying to retell anything it's just mm-hmm. here's a story about someone who Renée is a- attracted to and yeah it works
1: well, and it's someone that is just as tough as she is like yeah, Renee definitely has a type right like and that that's what I like here is that it, it plays into that trope that
0: and also it's you know, one of the I'd say few stories in the book where I really like the art because there was definitely a lot yeah. in this book where I was kind of eh and it's
1: it yeah it's it's moody it fits that dark side of Gotham uh, so Skylar Patridge, very good job uh, colors too uh Jose Villa Rubia Villa Rubia uh colors are nice, too. A little uh, watercolor-y feeling. And, you know, right?
0: it's, it's nice at the end as well that, you know, Renee seems a bit starstruck and awestruck by the, the yep. kiss. And it's just because she's such mm-hmm. a tough character who's usually quite foul-mouthed yeah. and ready to, you know, hit back. The idea of her being and, left standing speechless is a, is a nice yeah. little character touch.
1: And what I like, too, is the you know, this is just the beginning on the last panel. So maybe this is sowing the seeds for maybe a Renee question mini, or a series? An ongoing? Maybe,
0: yeah. That'd be cool. It's, so, it's, I'd definitely support it. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but i see say Renny, unlike a lot of the characters in this book, does actually have uh, an ongoing story Uh, that's actually bleeding into multiple books, so it's, she is being yeah. used in some fashion right now, which is nice.
3: Yes.
0: Uh, so after this, we have a Harley and Ivy uh, story, which mm-hmm. is basically boils down to Ivy being mad that Harley's not ready to call it a relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, only for Harley to like basically be like, "Oh, wait, really? That's that's what the problem is? Of course, of course, this is a relationship. Of course, yeah. we're we're a couple. Blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah. that's basically what. Well, While they're fighting a giant weird plant monster, that's
1: a uh, giant. Yeah, that's that's kind of a mix. It's you know, but yeah, it's the subtext here that it's not the the plant that's causing you know plant that monster that's causing the tension. Right? Mm-hmm. It's Ivy's feelings. I, I would recommend Connor tracking this one down. If he has time. Because um, I was getting Harley and Ivy vibes from the series on HBO Max. Um, so, think think you'd enjoy that.
0: Is he even listening? I don't know. I think he's watching sports or something.
1: Yeah. he turned <laughs> us down. We could literally say anything right now.
2: Yeah, we could call I him. knew everything you said. I was mm-hmm. just waiting to see how long you'd go on. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, So...
1: I think, yeah, these are two characters that we get a lot of, Yeah, too.
0: yeah. Oh, so, um, uh, yeah, there's never a... There's never especially a, right now... There's never a drought of Harley Quinn
2: in, in the DC. No,
1: well, and with Ivy right now, she's a a background story in three Gotham books.
2: Damn it, I just remembered you know? there was another book announced.
1: Which, well, yeah, it was the based off the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, like um, they're doing a... Like, it's kill. set between seasons two and three, you know, more Harley-Ivy.
1: Yeah, kill, bang, love, something like that.
2: Something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: saw that. But yeah, no, this this one's fun. Amy Reader's art is kind of hit or miss with me. Um, Harley looks kind of weird, like, like her hair ends up looking like like um, the second Power Girl that we we ran into in uh, Deathstroke. Oh, like, sure. Her hair looks like it has pom poms versus the more traditional that I'm used to with the almost the pigtail vibes um and harley's wearing a weird hat (laughs) it has a flower on it it's it's almost like a caveat you mean ivy but ivy i mean i'm sorry yeah but i will say the layouts i I am a fan of how they do the layouts even like with the heart shapes throughout you know as they're discussing things and it's very there's there's not a typical angle with the panels throughout most of it right like Mm -hmm. they're all kind of you know, a little bit curved throughout. So yeah, there's, I there's, a, I mean, there's
0: a lot of heart panels and things like that. Yeah, you know, I, I, This is one where, like, I wouldn't say the art's bad, but it's definitely not to my taste. It's not, I mean, it's not as against my taste as that first story was, mm-hmm. where I really kind of hated yeah. it. <laughs> but, uh, definitely not my type of thing. And Harley and mm-hmm. Ivy, like, you know, I like the characters well enough, but I'm not as invested in, like, their pairing or mm-hmm. whatever. So, uh, you know, this for me was just kind of, like, fine. But it was, like, the sort of thing where if this was just on its own in a book, I wouldn't have read the book. <laughs> I would have skipped it. Yeah, there you go. So, I so it, it is what it is. I get why they're represented here, though. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, perhaps the most interesting story, partly because it has some continuity, because the last time we had... Uh, yeah. uh, what, what book was it that had the Alan Scott coming out story? It was,
2: uh, it was the Green Lantern one. It was originally it was the Green Lantern one, and then we got a little bit more... In the Infinite, Infinite Frontier.
0: Frontier Zero. Right, okay. Yeah. So, uh, this actually follows on from that. That This is uh, Alan meeting with, with his
2: son, and mm-hmm. uh, meeting his son's boyfriend, uh, in particular, uh, for yeah. the first time. That makes this the first part of that story, not by Tynan and uh, yeah. Byrne, who yeah. did both but parts.
1: Sam Johns is to Tynan what Tynan was to Snyder. So, Oh, really? It's feeling, yeah, yeah. I've noticed Sam Johns' name... Um, pop up on a lot of Tynan stuff, so I, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I've seen them collaborate a lot. So I feel like Tynan's, you know, has a a work relationship with a little bit of a project similar. Going yeah, so I, I like that though because I, I like when writers can do that. Like this is my guy, you know. Let's give them a shot to write something that I've done before. <laughs> but I, this is, I think, my favorite story you know, up, up, definitely up to this point and as we oh, and, go. Oh, and,
0: in and the book, sure, yeah. So what yeah. this is, what this is, is Alan is meeting his son's boyfriend for the first time Uh, they're at this old cafe that was actually, even back in, like, his day was, uh, like, a, you know, a queer-friendly place. Obviously it was yeah. a bit more hush-hush back then, but was, um, know th- th-
1: hush-hush it was for, as he said, quote, confirmed bachelors.
0: Yes. You know, uh, you,
1: you kind of knew what you were getting into, but you still had to keep it because of the time period. But the big thing why? with the story
0: here is that he, he talks about how the first time he kind of fell for for a man, and um mm-hmm. he tells this story to to you know to Obsidian and to Todd. Yeah, and it, it's you know it's just all very sad, and he eventually goes somewhere so he can just project the memories with the the, the ring and kind of mm-hmm. show him more of the story rather than just tell him. Um and the the actual heart of it though is ultimately you know why he was inspired to actually finally come out after all this time. Is because you know he he got to see his son be you know public and be being being a, be, be a pride parade be do whatever and the idea that he had people around him to support him in his situations and one of the things that that made him reflect upon was the idea that when his first love did die on this train that he basically had no one he could talk to about it he had no one he could express how much it, how much he meant to him or how devastating this was that he lost the love of his life he had to do it completely alone and how. Just how much regret he had over having to go through it that way, um, and that's why mm-hmm. he finally. So he's like, you know, I I came out because of you. You inspired me to come out, and it's, it's a really nice mm-hmm. sentiment at the end. Um, so that, that so this is probably the best story in the book because it advances a mm-hmm. character story that's going on right now. That you know doesn't just feel like it's mm-hmm. reiterating things. It feels like it tells another part of the story. Um, it's a obviously it's a character we all love, which is also like a, a good starting point. Yeah, but um. You know, I wasn't necessarily in love with the art. I will say, It's
1: Jansen, it's very Ramita-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't; it didn't bother me. Um, it was fine. But yeah, the definitely the sentiment on this one, I really enjoyed. You know, just the whole father-son aspect and him learning from his son, and you know, uh, just yeah, I felt weirdly when you have a superhero and his sometimes supervillain son. Yet it being the most human of the stories, like that—that's always a good, you know, a good vibe. Yeah, I just,
0: they, they are, it's just the the art is like you know it's, it's a bit messy in places. The faces are a bit blocky. Mm-hmm. Um, I—I hate to feel say that something feels rushed, but I, I think Jansen's yeah. art to me always looks rushed just because of the style. Yeah. Uh, and. Yeah, so uh, art wasn't setting the world on fire, but it's by far the most interesting story, I think, in the book, and definitely the most exciting mm-hmm. going forward. Because, again, this doesn't feel like it's the end of this journey. It feels like this is just the next part of the Alan Scott story right mm-hmm. now, which is being told in little snippets uh, over different parts of DC. Yep. Uh, your mix going there, Matt, just uh, mm-hmm. as we transition into the next story, which is uh, a future Flash story. So this is the Flash from Future State, um, mm-hmm. who... Uh, we see you on a date with their girlfriend. Oh well, not it's yet. Andy. they're they're going on a date later. Uh, rather yeah. Uh, and the joke is is that they're going to be late because flashes are always late. Right. Uh, so
1: and and Jess, the the new Flash is trying to fight that because you know uh no, I don't have to do what the other flashes do. I'm I'm my own Flash. I'm not going to be late. Um, and of course as they're trying to get ready for the date, of course superhero shenanigans happen.
0: Uh, naturally and it kind of mixes it with trying on different outfits and Mm -hmm. uh this one um i think had pretty decent art uh for a start which is nice uh Mm -hmm. so that's cool um i think what this benefited from is that this is a character who was just recently kind of introduced for the first time in future Mm -hmm. state so it served as a nice kind of bit of focus that the character never really got in that because you know Mm -hmm. they were in the justice league book they popped up, they had like a, a story yeah. within that, but uh, this was like a nice bit of focus for just this character on their own.
1: Yeah, because I remember them making a big deal about this Flash being non-binary, and I was like, okay, great. And then we didn't get much of this Flash. Like, they tease all that, and then they show up and are just doing Flash things. So here, to actually see the relationship build, that, it's real nice. And I, I feel like I want to see more of this Flash.
0: So, yeah, I, I like the personality uh, so far, mm-hmm. uh, I like the facing this new mirror master, although mm-hmm. they, they go by the name Reflect, just, just, just to be edgy uh-huh. and cool, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and there's a bit of a fight sequence, this gets a few more pages, that I'd say a lot of the stories do, uh, yeah. so, so they're giving us a bit of time to actually really tell a story of a new character, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it ends with obviously the date happening, and yeah, that's you know, yeah, it's sweet. Uh, it's- so it was fun. The character seems bubbly, and the 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 sense of humor and the, the type of dialogue does definitely fit with what you think of as a Flash. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like something that maybe Wally might, you know, think <laughs> through in his head or Barry might think definitely. through in his head. So, definitely. yeah, that's there. Uh, and we moved on to the Pied Piper story. This is the Be Gay Do Crime. Uh, so uh-huh. the best title of the <laughs> stories. Easily, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I have to admit, though, this, this is a scene of grace uh, with Rostein Stein and Ted Brandt yep. uh, mm-hmm. on this book, or on this story, and I have to admit, the dialogue in this one was making me cringe a bit too often.
3: Yeah.
0: A bit too hip, and a bit too, you know, mm. down with the kids for my taste.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll get you on that one, old man. Uh...
0: But, yeah, <laughs> it's not even so. This is the thing. People people crack old age jokes, even though I'm 32. It's hardly ancient. But yeah, it's it's not even that. It's like even when I was younger, like if I saw people try to put phrases like they're in this story into a story, it would make me cringe because it has no place in written work. It has no place in a. But also, you know, you're old. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um,
1: but also as a as a Scotsman, you hate when people type out in Scots dialect.
0: Oh, I do. Right? I hate to people yeah. type it out in slang in general. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you know,
1: is, yeah, but no. And, and the story I, I like it's um, who's who's this uh, the drummer using using uh Piper's tech to you know, the the area of town that they live in is basically getting gentrified, and you know, they accuse Piper of, of you know basically kind of selling out. And, and you know, he's just one of the rich people that's profiting off of this, you know, this up-and-coming part of town. And, you know, the landlord's raising all their rent, so they're going to, you know, use use the tech to, to get even. And, you know, Piper ends up having to intervene and whatnot. So I did like the conceit of the story, but like Pete said, the dialogue was just a little bit too much for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, it basically just ends with Piper buying all the property so that so that he can just you know give people mm-hmm. you know fair and affordable rents, yeah. and that's the end of it. So cool. <laughs> Whatever. Yep. Uh, next up we have the the Dreamer story, the Nicole Main's written one, um, mm-hmm. which is very much set in the world of the show. You know, it references Brainy, it references you know National City, all that all that stuff. It's yep. very much just maybe a slice inside this did you, did you think this was strange how it kind of felt like it was setting up an ongoing story the, the, the...
1: It, it it did um so so yeah which I stopped watching Supergirl a while ago was Dreamer an actual superhero
0: yes yeah. that, that did happen okay. before I stopped watching too yeah
1: okay I, I wasn't sure
0: before. yeah okay. a good season um, or so yeah
1: Like, I I just remember Dreamer being like, like, I remember seeing the suit, but I didn't know if she was a full hero. Like, I don't know if that was the thing, because, again, everything's murky. I just remember the relationship with Brainy and how great that was. Yeah,
0: I I don't know if we ever got to the point where she was out just doing her own cases, like she isn't this issue, but, I mean, she she was showing up in costume. She was helping find things.
1: You know, it's nice that Nicole Maines writes it because I feel that she has a, a grasp over this character better than most, right? Is um, for maybe the writers of the TV
2: show? That's what I was going to that, say. That's maybe the only people who you could give more credit to at this point.
1: Yeah, and so just the whole, like, not wanting to bother Kara and being like, I, I you know, do my own thing throughout the city. And then, you know, the League, was it the League
0: of Shadows? Yeah, League of Shadows. Yeah. Which is the stuff that feels like it's set now because she's like, I don't wait mm-hmm. to tell Kara about this uh, and there was right. kind of a hint of like the stuff they had, this like, vial mm-hmm. of I assume well, Lazarus just...
2: Yeah. With the, you know, we, we just mentioned there was the the Harley kind of animated mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. getting its book. We've got the Superman 78 recently and the, the yeah, Batman one recently. Yeah, we did. The 89. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is setting up that there might be a, a Supergirl to, to, i mean, to maybe follow up some of those. Yeah.
0: Possibly. Uh, unless they've done something really weird, and this is like actually a tease for what the plots they've got coming up in the final season that's airing now. Could be. Maybe they actually it's put could. thought into it and had it tie it's in. possible, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not out there, the realm of possibility. possibility. Um, yeah, then. Dreamer and Brainy go on a date. And the joke is, is that because she wants to interrogate this League of Assassins or Shadows mm-hmm. dude, uh, she basically brings them handcuffed to her to the date. Uh, yeah. And Brainy just kind of cracks some jokes out. and shrugs it yeah. off, and like, okay, we're weird and quirky, so that's just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So,
3: yeah,
1: pleasant uh, enough. I'll, so. I'll never be mad at Stott art, ever. I sure. like Rachel Stott's art a lot. It's always so, good. Yeah. yeah. So I fit here.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, that was okay. Yeah, that didn't mm-hmm. set my world on fire, by any means, but it uh, was fine. Uh, And then we have what I believe is the last story, Love Life. Mm -hmm. This is the Jackson story, which I, you know, because we had that book announcement, I was kind of expecting this to maybe have a tease or like a a lead in to the Mm -hmm. book. Uh, And it doesn't really have that. It's just more just kind of an examination of what uh, the pride parade means to, uh, you know, queer people and why it's important. Uh, Because he's at his first parade with his friend.
1: um, Who I think is the protege to Extranio.
0: Oh well, yeah, because they mentioned, yeah, this is the thing, they start yeah. referencing this guy, the, the you know Gay Doctor Strange from, from yeah. story number two. I'm yeah. like, oh wait, that's, how, why is this guy so important all of a sudden? He's, he's, yeah. he's coming
1: which up everywhere. Now we know! <laughs> <laughs> the course of course it's a pride issue, they're going to prop him up.
2: Like, I, 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 uh, wish I, we would have done I, that before! I've <laughs> got a pretty good guess. Um, on, when I looked him up on that wiki page, he said mm-hmm. he was affiliated yeah. with Justice League Queer, which was one of the yeah, books well, in that uh, you know tournament that DC did. That yeah. they're definitely not going to release all the books. Well, because... well,
1: this feels like the backdoor pilot.
2: Yeah, yeah, because they show up and that's I mean, the story. We even had, I think it was probably the writer of one of these particular stories that's relating to it, um, kind of said not to not to spoil anything, but if you yeah you know, really want to see Justice League Queer, maybe go buy the Pride book and stuff might happen yeah. in the future. So yeah, I I would expect it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, basically, Eclipso shows up uh, and rains on the parade. Literally, oh, has it rained? <laughs> it's on the parade. Oh. Uh, and Jackson goes to fight, but then you know, the the doesn't the pro- have to do it alone. Yeah, the protege goes to get help, and then our uh, Goro uh, he shows up with Jlq. Uh, but uh, yeah. you know, Batwoman's there, the Ray's there, Natasha steals there. Natasha, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tracy thirteen
1: there in the background. Yeah. Apollo Midnighter. Oh, the
0: uh, the the couple from uh, Taylor's Suicide Squad is there as well. Yeah. Arian um, wing. There you go, Tyrion Wing. So yeah, uh, you know, it's this is one of these things where I, like, the sentiment of this final one's very good. It's a lot on the nose at times. You know, it gets a little bit like, and this is why pride is important. This is what pride yes. means, and it's just like. And- so as a piece of writing, it's a little bit okay. Uh, like you're, it's a little bit too in my face to really enjoy it as a story. But yeah. I get why they're doing it. It's fine.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, this this is one I'll be. Honest. I did not finish this one, um, just for the sake of time. Uh, but I, you know, now knowing about Extranio and the, all of this, and then how this ties into Jlq and whatnot, like.
2: I mean, that's I, cool. I can't believe. We're going to have Doctor Strange as the leader of JLQ in, <laughs> right. in like six or seven months' time. I'm sure. yeah. So,
1: like, um, the art wasn't really working for me, it's a little bit too cartoony,
3: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I can see like, that it's
1: very, very manga esque, and we all know my feelings about that. Um, but yeah, so and, and that's really why I was like, I this is going so I thumbed through it, I saw so. Got real excited saw the JLQ page
0: and that's cool, but yeah. Yeah, it's this is a frustrating thing to sort of rate as a whole because mm. obviously the sentiment behind it, the reason why it exists, the the purpose of it is very well intentioned, and you know there's a reason why we made a point of reading this and talking about it. uh, When we wouldn't necessarily do it for like the Valentine's Day anthology book or whatever, is because yeah we want to show support when they do something like this which is very well intentioned, Mm -hmm. but. The truth is, is that a lot of it was a bit of a chore to to get through. Uh, the the two that I would hold up is the the short question story. I thought was nice and pleasant, mm-hmm. and I you know I like that. And I thought the Alan Scott ones actually seems very yep. worthwhile uh, going forward. And that's not to say that you know some other people won't find meaning in some of the other stories. I, no. I get I get to do, but this was kind of like oh man, this is really long. I'm not like I'll, and it's not as most of them aren't even bad stories. Most of them are just no. they're just okay.
1: In- and and I know a lot of people in the community that are very excited for this representation and and that and th- like that's great. Like I'm glad they're getting all of that, you know. And and maybe this can become a reoccurring thing in June. You know, DC can have an anthology book I w- featuring honestly,
0: characters. I would bet money there's going to be one next year.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, just just maybe let's have like stories where we're not recapping origins again. And yeah, you know. And and actually give these characters stuff to do to spin them out into minis or or ongoings like like they do in in other specials, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, and and to be fair, at least you know the final story with Jackson didn't just tell us who Jackson was. It actually, it, you know, true. It gave us something that was actually about, it was about something. It had a statement. Um, same as some of the other ones, but yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. This is one of these murky things where you sometimes you just feel you don't really get a story out of these little minis. Mm-hmm. You just get kind of I don't know. Yeah. Like a, a here's a 101 of the character in a quick mm-hmm. you know period of time. Uh, and then the one character who I really felt we needed a, an explanation of. Maybe, maybe you know, tell us why he's so important. Why Why is this character? Yeah. Why is Extrano so important? You know. Uh, That'd be nice. Uh, what, what are you rating them at then? I mean, I'll,
1: I'll give it a seven. Just because it's such a mixed bag, but it has two really strong stories in there. And then, uh, you know, the mixed bag of the rest of them. Nothing that's... I wouldn't say none of them were bad. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the art in a lot of them, but, like... I a couple of things. Yeah, that was fine.
0: Yeah. I'm going to be a little meaner and go 6. Just because... Okay. Just because it, I did kind of feel the like the churn of having to get through a lot of it, and there was a couple of bright spots, and I do really appreciate what the point of the book is, but um, ultimately I didn't actually love reading a lot of it. So uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is DC Pride Issue One, Detective Comics One Thousand Thirty Seven, Mariko Tamaki writing with Victor Bogdanovich on the art, and uh, you know. I I read this book first because I was excited. Mm-hmm. I was excited because Detective's been really, really solid. Good. Um, mm-hmm. It's been kind of a back and forth of like, w- which one's better, Batman or Detective? That, and I feel like this one's got an easy victory because the last Batman issue we had was definitely sort of that middle chapter of a story. Whereas yes. this continued to give us swerves and give us like a pulpy detective story that has like sci-fi elements. and
1: Every, so every answer led to more questions. Yes. Right, like just when we think, oh, well, now we know who's, what's killing. Well, wait, where did this stuff come from?
0: And, and I think one of, well, because one of the things that I've been saying I've been liking about this book, and a lot of DC right now, admittedly, but this book has yeah. had its good, good supporting cast. It's been setting up the, the mayor. It's been setting up this, you know, the uh the Mister Worth, the the crime boss dude who lost his daughter. Mm-hmm. It's you know, Huntress is involved, Oracle is constantly involved, blah, blah blah. But the fact that it paid off. The idea that someone saw Bruce Wayne talking to this new murder victim in the last issue and that get paid mm-hmm. off with Bruce being taken to the jail cell for the night. And instead of and I was like, Oh, where's this going? And then this crime boss dude, because he just assumes that he's guilty of killing his daughter because he's associated with it now, shows up with a rocket launcher and blows up the police station. Not before they evacuate the police station. Yes, yes. Obviously he yeah. has he has con- connections uh-huh. to warn everyone to get out and mm-hmm. bruce obviously survives but
1: he yeah <laughs> a weird yet, story if he didn't I know <laughs> but just the size disparity of mr worth right yeah like we see him and he's, he's gigantic like he's for, for the wrestling fans he's braun Strowman esque right and yes. usually with batman right we but with we, charisma he, yeah and 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 not asking ridiculous amounts he, of money he's for a wild west
2: versus. version of the, the mountain from game of thrones
1: sure there you go same same vibes um but like when we see batman we've seen him fight like killer croc and stuff Mm -hmm. but here it's just this guy is so gigantic though it actually feels like the odds are stacked against batman right he's just been nearly blown up and they're in the sewers you know like and, and there's a lot of great build-up to uh, it as well.
0: A you know, Bruce finding out about the new murder victim from the the reporter, mm-hmm. and then being asked questions by the police, and then we transition we transition from that to the mayor watching this interview. Like he he, he has you know contacts mm-hmm. in place to watch this interrogation. Um, and this is when Mister Worth shows up and gets you know really angry. So I I just I had this gleeful smile in my face when it when it cut to a. Uh, like him outside with the rocket launcher, and then mm-hmm. just the demented look in his face after he fired it because he's just furious. I'm like, this is like this has been so well set up that I'm kind of popping for this this payoff. Yeah. Uh, this is him crossing paths with Bruce, and yeah. Then of course you have Huntress, you know, doing her own investigation, talking to Oracle. Um, we have the teasies early on of uh, you know the 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 mayor's assistant, um, and then we see the mayor's assistant go into the back alley, uh, go up to this guy on his phone and uh we 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 actually there was a moment where i was worried it was going to do some sort of bullshit thing where he was going to turn to be the joker because there's a close-up of his mouth as he smiles and like oh god don't don't ruin this and it didn't it didn't you know it wasn't that it was just creepy smile it it was just
2: creepy smile yeah Yeah. that that never crossed my mind thankfully yeah yeah
0: uh but then so he's the one who's infecting people that's you know making them go crazy and then their eyes are going all nuts before they die and we get this full page spread of him opening his mouth, almost predator-esque. It's sort of split into four, yeah. And this green, like glowing parasite, is coming out of his mouth. And when he comes back in later, and the mayor's like, "Where have you been?" He's like, "I was grabbing a bite to eat." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is a horror sci-fi story now. On top of being a good yep. detective story, I'm into mm-hmm. this. D- dude, be creepy. Yeah. It I'm was.
1: Like, it was very much a a. Uh... Um, like, it reminded me of the thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I see that. And, and, like, yeah, everyone's trying to, you know, like, not as much paranoia, but there's definitely, you know, I feel like there's a method to his madness why he's picking the people he's doing, right?
0: Okay, okay. Um, and I want to talk about just the, the build up to the explosion because it's really well done where mm-hmm. Huntress finds out where Bruce is and needs help, so she's on her way. And right mm-hmm. as we get that, we have, like, bruce say hey can i speak to a lawyer or something and the cop sounding kind of shady says no we're going to waver that right now just sit tight mr Wayne." and it sounds very dodgy and then it kind of builds from there where you have the the opening of the the rocket launcher uh you have bruce Mm -hmm. you know inside the cell you know sort of hacking into the security camera and Mm -hmm. huntress is on the way like so it does this great thing where all these things are happening at the same time and they're all coalescing uh, and it builds to the explosion. So, in terms of pacing, this issue is phenomenal. The way it yeah. teases the horror stuff, but then all the the way everything builds to the actual payoff of the explosion, which obviously leads to Bruce diving into the sewers. Mister Worth chases mm-hmm. him, um, and the cliffhanger page is you know Batman, he's in full costume attacking him.
2: I thought that yeah. was a really interesting moment as well because you know, Worth says, "You know, where are you, Wayne?" And he jumps out as Batman and says, "Here." Yeah, right. I noticed that too. Yeah. I thought that was that was a bold choice. Uh, um,
1: no, I was going to say it's it's uh, as if Bruce knows he worth it making it out of this, you know. Hmm.
0: So uh, yeah, it's like you we'll say, kill him though. He's Batman. So
1: no, I know, but like I don't know. I feel like that's Tamaki tipping the hand.
0: Yeah, well, oh. there's, there's not going to be <laughs> any real repercussions for that. So. No, I yeah, I presume, I presume um i also imagine you know bruce is kind of out of it he's just been in an explosion you know he's maybe not <laughs> all there in the head true um true. Oh, I, uh, by the way, <laughs> bruce has
2: been in many an explosion
0: uh, he's I, gonna have cte I, I did laugh though hey that comes up in another book today i know it does <laughs> but uh, i did laugh though because um you know bruce sees like when he hacks out like, a security camera from outside and he sees him with the rocket yeah. launcher we just have a narration box with the you know the censored shit. He's like, "Shit!" That actually yeah. made me laugh. Like I'm just realizing oh. he's about to be rocketed. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> it's really funny. To well, me.
1: And just also the way that Worth just <laughs> says justice, like,
0: yeah, you know, yeah. Well, that's what I was talking about. That 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 crazy looking yeah. eyes. And this is what's funny is that we're dealing with a plot where other people who are going crazy because they're infected are having these crazy I mean, eyes, but he's not infected. He. This is just him no, going full he's crazy. Just a it's psychopath. just him. Yes. Yeah.
1: But really yeah, not not kingpin.
0: I, I love the secret. I love the full page spread. Obviously, the, the 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 explosion itself gets the double page spread, right? But then you have Huntress seeing this in the distance and going, "Wait, was that the building Bruce was in?" <laughs> right from a distance, and then you get the, the 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 shot from behind, the panel from behind of him holding the rocket, and then the crazy face is the whole bottom half of the pa- like the pacing here in the art is flawless. Like it just the way it yeah. plays out. Ardanovich is
2: real good. Like, yeah. we, we've known this. So it's like it's a weird one because. It- I'd say he's not quite as good as Mora which we've been having on this Mm -hmm. book but also he's still pretty damn good so it's like Mm -hmm. while I do consider it a step down from what we've had it is a very small step down uh, compared to other books that have changed eyes
0: I feel like uh, the the pairing between Mora and Bogdanovich and we're double shipping now because this is the first of two issues this month um, this is probably as good as a pairing it could have got as the it is, and I
2: think uh, Bel-Air's colors are doing a great job of keeping it really consistent. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it feels like a Batman book, because of the colors,
2: yep. right?
1: Like, yeah, so...
0: Yes. Right now, Nurse may change the next time we are going an issue of Batman, but right now Detect was beating Batman for me.
2: <laughs> yeah? Well, it's... I think feel the story is more consistent. You know? Yeah. I'd say, Just... overall, I'm still enjoying Batman more, but I would say this issue in particular versus last issue. Yes. I'd give it to, to Tech.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I think tech keeps surprising me, and not that I should be surprised because Tamaki's, you know, it's written good. some wonderful stuff, you know, right. a lot. But
2: um... I, I also think like it's that coming it's off not of that as... Wonder Woman run that we didn't kind of love by the end. Yeah, it was good. It just, but it wasn't
0: as you know, it wasn't up to the standard we expected from her because she was so good on Supergirl. She was so good when she did X Twenty Three. This feels like it's Tamaki firing in all cylinders. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm loving it, and the art's obviously great as well. So it, you know, it's
1: just. You think it's maybe, too, that this is its own story where it's not doing the saint peacekeeper magistrate stuff as much? Like, there's a little stuff there with the mayor's office and Mm -hmm. stuff. But this is Bruce trying to figure out what the hell's going on in this it's rich It's a little bit
2: more unrestricted in terms yeah. of the... Just, okay, that's, that's trying to line up the continuity mm-hmm. and set up the ongoing story where this is kind of doing its own thing a bit more. I think it's less
0: about what the story's connecting to for me and more just that... Well, I'm enjoying the story in Batman. I think I just like this mystery, this alien parasite, you know, Whatever story. Like, all, all this story's just been building has been so fun the way it's been revealing its its layers. I've just been into it. Uh, There's it more of a pulpiness to it versus uh, Batman right now, which I don't necessarily always prefer, but in this case, right. I think Tamaki's knocking out the park. So uh, mm-hmm. Certainly no complaints on the main story here. We should, we should rate the main story. Uh, Matt, what are you giving yeah.
1: it? Uh, I'm giving it 8.5. Uh,
2: I'll give it an 8. Uh, I'm going 9. I, I love this issue. So mm-hmm. Look at you. I'll give it a 9. didn't see that coming when I read it.
1: Should
0: have said that like Quicksilver. Didn't see that coming. Do you always try and predict my ratings when I.
2: No, but like I didn't. I what I meant is just you know as I was reading this, I didn't expect anyone going, oh, I'm giving this a nine. You know, some sometimes I I read an issue and I'm mm. like, okay, I can see people giving this one a high. Score. I was feeling
0: it. I was I was feeling it. I'm gonna say, uh, back up, and I'm kind of digging how Tamaki's doing, like kind of like complementary stories in the backup as opposed to just separate things, because before we had the mm-hmm. Hunters two parter. Um here we have the reporter who's writing a story basically about, you know, like a, a rich soiree by Alicia Fox to, like, you know, give money to, like, children's hospitals or something like that. Um, and it's basically her critiquing and saying, no, of course, we should, you know, save kids. We should save children, ha- make sure they have the equipment to do so. But does that matter if the kids aren't in families that can afford health Does that matter if this and that? You know, she mm-hmm. kind of criticizes that, oh, this is for all the rich people to show up and, you know, make it look like that they care. But is it enough mm-hmm. to actually achieve any change? Um, you know. it,
1: and, it, and it feels like it's because it's from the perspective of the reporter. It feels like it's not just Tamaki being like, hey, these are modern problems. Yes. Right? It mm. actually feels like this is a problem in Gotham. Because it's like, yeah, who doesn't want to support children's hospitals?
2: I, uh, but- I particularly like the lettering touch. Mm-hmm. Where when she sees Worth and she says, Mr. Worth. The and cold. the bubble goes yeah. cold and I see it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You, you, you feel the tone of voice through what they did with the speech bubble, uh, and oh, that was really smart.
0: And I think the reason why this works as well is that thematically it fits so well into, because a lot of Bruce like, moving into that street and talking yeah. about how the wealthy are separate from the city's problems, like, it ties in thematically, so it not feel really like out of nowhere that we have this backup talking about it from this angle. it if, feels if, <laughs> like It's adding to another viewpoint that we've already kind of touched upon uh, earlier in the run. Um... And again, it's building the supporting cast, because now this reporter lady feels like such a prominent character that we can return to, you know, throughout this run now. Uh, assuming she survived. And obviously the joke ending is, is the bottle of booze she took from the party. She, she, she gets hit by the guy in a bike and <laughs> it smashes. Yeah. Yeah. That's Gotham for you. <laughs> yep. Um. So, yeah, no, uh, neat little backup adds to the, the overall story. It's a weird one to rate on its own. It's only uh,
2: like four pages.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's a shorter one, um, because there's two backups in this one, which I should I should have mentioned as well, actually, before I started talking about them. Is it's two shorter backups as opposed to one bigger backup? Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'd happily give it like a like an eight, you know? It's kind of this weird thing, but I think it's a it's a complimentary thing to the main book, though. I think it adds to my overall score, but you know,
1: yeah,
0: on its own, yeah, it's like an eight. Yeah, the art's
1: not as good, right? So sure, yeah. I'm gonna give it, yeah, I'll give it a seven point five, but yeah, it's
2: good. I'll be consistent um, and, and give it a, a seven.
0: Sure. Why is that consistent? You give the pinch story an eight.
2: Half a point below Matt, a full point below you. Oh, okay, all
0: right. <laughs> 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 uh, so then we have a, a story by John Ridley and Dustin Wynn. Uh, yeah.
2: Ridley, um, all over the place. I, I wanted to love this Mm-hmm. and then it had stuff in here that made me angry. Oh, go ahead. D- but- d- they made they made Dick into Jason Todd for, like, a few panels, for no goddamn reason.
0: Oh, that's fair. Well, let me explain what this is. So, this is a story set in the past. Obviously, it involves Lucius Fox, which ties into, obviously, everything that Ridley's going to be doing with uh, the Fox family, and he's doing—he's already doing in other books and other stories. Uh, but it's basically a story in the past where Batman and Robin are out on a mission, and... Lucius has only just started working with Batman and and, and Alfred at this point and it's basically a conversation between Alfred and Lucius about Bruce taking in a kid and you know does he want to be a long-term partner on this project does he want to keep helping and ultimately the decision comes down to he wants to help protect these kids because he doesn't think Bruce will and that's why he stays as opposed to Mm -hmm. uh, just believing in Bruce's crazy mission uh, on his own.
1: I've been getting caught up on next Batman. Okay. Um. And I, I definitely get what you're saying about what they're doing with Lucius, about how they're, they're they're making him seem a lot more critical of Bruce and that type of stuff. and, it, and I know that's Ridley's point of view, but it just it, it's so abrupt, you know doesn't um, feel like
2: Lucius that we used to. no, no
1: and it, and it's weird, but it's consistent across all of Ridley's work, so I'm not going to be that upset by it. Yeah,
0: clearly this is the vision. Because again,
1: he has the point of view for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is clearly the vision he has for the character and I mean, I will at least to play sort of the advocate here for him I I do think that there's an argument that Lucius was a bit too much of a copy of Alfred and that he was just supportive Mm -hmm. um, without the sass and that was just all Lucius was. So maybe Mm -hmm. giving him this extra dynamic where he was more critical and helps for a different reason is perhaps more interesting and adds some depth to the character that wasn't there before so.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, it's you know it's like getting used to it. I think, you know, as it goes on. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's this debate between them. So I, I like the concept of this, and I kind of like what it was. Uh, what it was doing. I'm assuming you're just not happy that uh, Dick was on a dark path when he after his parents yeah, were killed.
2: they got to this point where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, he he was heading down a difficult road. He was going out every night looking for revenge, just taking it out on random people. And I'm like. I don't like this. I hate. Like I absolutely hate this. I, it was, I'm I'm angry now. Reading this book. Why would you do this to me, Ridley? It didn't
0: upset. I mean, it, I mean, I admit it felt a bit darker for Dick's story than
2: we should have. Yeah. But especially given that Dick was traditionally taken in that very night, like by like Bruce was. In most retellings, Bruce is there. I mean, did
1: you want him to do? You know, be aggressively doing laundry in front of Alfred <laughs> <and he> can... <laughs> that Batman Forever.
0: Like I mean, you say aggressive. <laughs> I say more showmanship than aggressive. But you
1: know, <laughs> when I was a kid, I tried to do laundry like that. It does not work.
0: Right. Well, if I recall correctly, he lifted up his leg and picked up stuff off the clothesline with his foot. I would pay to see you do that, Matt, to try and just yeah, try and I'll do
2: toss, that. How tall's line. He was—he was a very flexible twelve-year-old. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a good seven foot off the ground. I always see Matt's leg yeah. right up in That's the air.
2: Happening? <laughs> do I get a ladder?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It's just a little off. Uh, it's not something sort of that upsets me too much, though, because it is such a small thing in this sh- backup story that it's, I kind guess, of, oh, a bit of a blip. I don't think
2: it, I, it just completely alters his past and his character as as who he was before Bruce. I, I don't like it. But I, I don't,
0: like, until this shows up again in some form, if it ever will, it doesn't feel like to me that this is going to be what they're going to stick to in continuity. It, it just feels like a, a blip that we're never going to remember in, you know, one's time. Yeah. I don't think they're changing Dick's, Dick Grayson's like bark- backstory. Really hope yeah. not. I don't think they are. So, Which is why I'm not upset, because I, I don't think they are. So. Uh, but from, from from malicious Alfred conversation point of view, though, I, I thought it was a solid thing that it's adding to Ridley's overall work at DC. It's kind of funny how spread out it is over so many different things. But as someone who's read pretty much all of it, because it's, you know, but I've been reading all the things that's been dipping into. It's nice that it's kind of like forming something overall. Yeah. Uh, does make it hard to follow though if you're just interested in the John Ridley Bat stuff. Like you have to kind of dip and dive into other things. But um, I could throw it in the trade. Throw it in the end of the next Batman Second Sun. Yeah, trade.
1: I'm I'm sure they will because it's it's definitely informing this version of Lucius that we're getting used to. For you sure. know. Um, also. I want to talk to Pete about that, too. Mm-hmm. I always thought Jace was the second brother, right? Since it was called Second Son. But we find out that Jace is the oldest.
0: I think Second Son is more from the perspective of us, because we didn't know about him. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so he's the second but, son. But
1: but, but but did you take that, too, that, he was, that um, Jace is the second oldest
0: son, as, as, as Luke was the yeah, oldest. As in he's in the younger. I mean, I kind of probably assumed yeah. that, but it doesn't necessarily weird yeah. me out that it's not the case.
1: Oh, no, but I was just wondering if that was just a me thing. I, I think, or... I think
0: I mean, the way I would read it now is that because he was disowned, it was mm-hmm. like he wasn't there. It's was like he didn't exist, so now he's the second yeah. son to everyone, because
1: I just, now he's back. I just got to the point where we saw what he did with the accident mm-hmm. as he's declaring, and uh, as a teenager, I want to hurt him. He's is, he is the worst kind of teenager. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> so Ridley's doing a real good job uh, there. For sure. But, um, yeah, so cool. man no, Ridley here. Um, a little weird this pops up in, in Detective. It's almost yeah. like they just needed something to fill pages. Because um, you're not going to put this in Batman, I guess. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know where else you would put this.
0: Yeah, I guess it's one of those. Things. Maybe the, the the point of this is like you know you've bought a detective, you enjoy the main story, you enjoy the the related backup, and then you've got this few, little extra story at the end, and maybe the hope is oh if you like this, maybe you'll check out more of Ridley's bat stuff that's coming up because he's going to have a books and um yeah maybe that's the idea. Uh, so it's maybe it's more strategic than we didn't know where to put it, but I mean, sure. I would accept that that's also possible. <laughs> yeah, just... I'm just
1: just <laughs> trying to find method to the madness. That's all.
0: Yeah. Um so Yeah. That's so, I guess we'll rate the, the story. Uh Matt?
1: I'll give this one a seven. I mean it's it's got uh when art which is great.
0: hmm But yeah, it's fine. I I like what it does for you mm-hmm. know for, for, for this version of Lucius that we're building and the idea that Alfred's kinda having to talk him into it a little bit. So I I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. to give it a seven as well. I'm gonna have a it made me angry. <laughs>
2: It genuinely made me angry. I was reading it, and I was like, "I hate this. I hate it so much." Of course, of course. But if it hadn't had those like three panels, it probably would have been like a six or seven.
0: Mm. Okay, there we go. Batman: The Detective, Issue Three, Tom and Taylor writing with Andy Cooper on the art, uh, and this is mostly a flashback issue. This is obviously Batman rushes the uh, card to to medical care. Because he's been shot yeah. multiple times, of course. The end of last issue. Uh, I mean, he,
1: I, he takes him to the secret hospital, right? Yeah. It's underneath.
0: I assume so. Yeah. I, I pronounced him dead at uh, the end of last issue. Clearly, I was being a bit quick yeah. with that. But
1: I this this story serving as a a history mm-hmm. of DuCard and and Batman. I'm kind of running out of steam. I enjoyed with, it. With this one, like, but, I think yeah. I enjoyed it one
2: in on the last issue because I was really? like, what. Uh, once it was like, no, this is just a flashback issue. And we're just doing a a Ducard thing. I was like, all right, I to have fun with that. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I I, I'm, I, I think I'm in the middle somewhere because I'm not like down on it like Matt seems to be, but I'm also like it's still definitely the weakest Tom Taylor thing I've read. This is this uh, story. I, mean, I, I don't think
2: I disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, um, I just, such a high bar, but it,
1: I just, yeah, I go in every time. I'm like, Tom Taylor's going to get it this time. It, it's and then st- when I read it, I'm I, I end up reading. It, I'm like. This is fine. Um, it's just the, it's a
0: little bit weird because it, it's felt like lesser Taylor since the start, and it's not even like mm-hmm. he's lost it because he's he's writing like the best book at DC right now at the same time. So one off um, it's on for debate. So, but the the the, the thing here is though is <laughs> That's that I I,
2: why I opened the debate.
0: <laughs> but I, you know, I got into this, and it became clear early on. Oh, this is just going to be this all this backstory stuff uh, with with the mm-hmm. card. And you know, Bruce wanted to learn from him because he's you know, he's the he's the best like you know manhunter there is on earth. Uh I say that because, you know, Jean <laughs> this right. wasn't here yet, presumably. Right. Um But he uh you know and he learns from him and it's all very good. There's a sort of clash of like personalities and ultimately Bruce kind of like you know turns against him because the card does kill someone because he was paid to. Because he, he's not against killing. Like if he's paid to kill someone when he hunts them down, he'll do it. Um but, you know, once I realized it was going to be, like, a full flashback thing, uh, barring some bookends, I was kind of like, oh, this is weird. This, this book is, like, so different from anything that I, like, you know, when they sold it as Batman in Europe, I didn't expect, like, you know, one of the six issues to be a flashback to his, you know, training for Batman days. Like, it's a def- very different yeah. book to what I was expecting.
2: Mm-hmm. Still mostly training in Europe, though, which, is Ducard French? Yeah. Sounds French. Right. That, Traditionally. Uh, 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 yeah, that's what I, I have that assumption, but everyone just calls him Henry, which always right. makes me think because it would be Henri, right? Surely, if, if he is French, Is that yeah. spelled differently? It no, spelled... but when it, yeah. French like that, like with right. the the H and then the the I at the end, right. you know, you'd say Henri, surely. Yeah, but we just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and I'm, I'm just, I was wondering like, as I was reading this issue because it was just so, I wasn't like, is this just a case of? Us English speakers just not giving a shit about French and, and frankly, most European languages uh, and their pronunciations. We we kind of brush over all of them. Mm-hmm. But, or or is it? Am I wrong? Is he not French?
1: Not the case. I was always understood to me that he was French. Um, and then Liam Neeson, yeah, you know, pops up. But then that's just an alias.
0: Yeah, he's not really so, Descartes. Yeah.
1: No, so. Uh, I
2: don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. Weird tangent, <laughs> I know. But it just popped in my head as I was reading it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: yeah. Henry Descartes,
2: is he French? <laughs> was, you know. Which I, mean, maybe I that's what the, show, yeah. that's the, the level of this Taylor book. In that. Even though I'm saying I, I probably enjoyed this most out of the three issues. Definitely definitely more than two, for sure. Um, but still, I'm I'm reading it and as I read it, I'm going, hmm, is Descartes French? Yeah. Like, well, just... I'm not entirely all in on yeah. it the, the whole time
0: yeah I mean I probably agree
2: it's better than the last issue just because it's a bit tighter and more focused uh, I think it'd be a fast it just helped like, I, I, just, I was able to invest in okay we're doing this for this issue and it was e- easier to buy into I think than some of the stuff we were doing before hmm I, I just
1: I know that at the end of this issue Batman saved London from a nuclear device And there's a group of anti Batman trying to take out all the people he saved. (laughs) And it's not going to look good for London.
0: So, so the entire city of London's on watch, is what you're saying. Yeah, so
1: like, yeah, so like good storytelling from Taylor. I just, I know how Pete's talked about like the villains that come out of the past, right? Mm -hmm. And we've gotten that a lot lately, you know, from Batman. So, I was like, you know, Ghostmaker and all this. I'm feeling the same with his training days. I'm just kind of reached my saturation point on it. And that's just my own issues with Batman. Like I get it. He's the world's greatest detective. I
2: cool. feel like we've seen this a lot less in recent years in comparison to you know, the the other problem we're talking about there. But right. I, I get why you be sick of it all the same. So
1: and so this being a whole issue of that and their time with Bruce training under him and you know, I was like, Okay, I get this is fine. I just my issues with this aren't actually anything in the book. It's my own expectations for said book you know, that I, I bring into them. Uh, also the art. I'm not not a
2: fan of this Hubert art. Uh, again, that's something I'm enjoying more as it goes on. It's yeah. Again, it's not that it's gone better or worse. Mm-hmm. I think the quality is more or less the same. Mm-hmm. But I think I've just gotten to the point where I've gone, no, this is big man Bruce. And I'm, I'm just like, I've accepted it and I'm enjoying it now. Mm-hmm. Like for what it is, even though I definitely see why people would not enjoy it at all
0: yeah yeah. Uh, you know Bruce proves himself by tracking one of the dangerous people off the list down and that's, that's the one that Descartes kills I, I did kind of like the whole opening stuff where it was like this guy thinks Bruce is following him and then Descartes shows him and says nah he's not following you he's following me I'm following you Uh, like there's almost mm-hmm. like a, a fun kind of uh like, like I'm not a big spy guy but there's a t- certain tone and type of spy stuff that I can kind of get into uh Jason wise. Bourne? No, that's not the really the one I'm going. On. That's more great in yeah. uh whatever. Okay. I'm 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 thinking more of the movie Charade, uh with Cary Grant. Okay.
1: Um gotcha. The- not exactly where I thought you were going with this. I really thought you were gonna say, you know, it's my stuff, you know, Jason <laughs> Bourne. I, mean, I can get behind that type of stuff. This is not that though. That's what I really thought
2: that no. Was yeah, I'm pretty sure he does enjoy the Bond movies. I know I do. Or at least some of them, the, the, not, the, not the bad ones. The
0: trilogy. So. The, I enjoy three. The first three, yes. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, the following two, not so much. Yes. Uh, went off a bit of a. You know The 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 Crystal Skull. is basically what I'm saying. Uh, so, um, <laughs> just, let's get through this. That's going to be my phrase now. For when a, when a franchise goes bad, the Crystal scald it. just to upset Matt.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could also just Prometheus it.
0: Yes, you know. Redley Scott crystal scalded it. Yes, I agree. Uh oh, I walked into that one didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more mad So, so Somehow it. he crystal scalded it with Prometheus, and then he came out again and double barrel crystal scalded it with <laughs> Alien Covenant.
1: Hey, I mean, uh, he could teach you the fingering. <laughs> Nothing a crystal skull is, is, is anything as bad as that. All right? <laughs>
0: I'd have to watch it again to argue that point. It's been it too, too long since I've seen it. Um, yeah. But anyway.
2: Well, it's Indiana Jones, say, like, Pete. You, what are you going to do after this?
0: Uh, um, I, I got Pacific Rim 2 to watch and review later. Look uh, got that. Yeah,
1: that's a Power Rangers movie, basically. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I love it. You, you could double
2: bill it with Crystal Skull.
1: <laughs> Alright, cool. Let's talk about Batman section so we can move on to other things. <laughs>
0: oh i hope i remember to keep doing that because i'm not letting it die if i do uh so yes um and i actually i will say this i did kind of dig the transition to like another like sort of more recent flashback of batman finding the card you know as you know as batman uh you know, this is when he, he, he fixes the nuke or disarms the nuke i should say uh fixes it uh, fixes yeah,
2: it. yeah he really wants to make sure
0: this works <laughs> but you know he's in london he uh counters the card And ends up, you know, disarming the the bomb. uh, And then, you know, takes him in after he gets... This is where he finds out about this hospital that the card knows about. And then he takes the card in because... Yeah, this is it. Uh, The cliffhanger at the end of the the issue, though, is that Bruce Wayne is arrested for the murder of the card. He's been set up to take the fall for it. Um, So he's arrested at the end of the issue. That's the big ending. And, you know, that that final page, the, the art of Bruce Wayne. This is not the art of Bruce Wayne. This is the art of, like, I don't know, like, a mob boss. It looks like a mob boss he's been taken away here, but that, that stubble... It looks
1: like uh, Bruno
2: Mannheim from over in Metropolis. Yeah, the jaw. Or this even... What I'm saying, like, it, it's, it's objectively wrong. You, you can sign b- to enjoy <laughs> it more as it goes on. In fact,
0: do you know what you could do? You could put, like, a, a Judge helmet on him, you know, like a Judge dread helmet, and he'd look like Judge Dredd. It'd be a perfect Judge Dredd if you put the 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 helmet on. He's got that that big jawline, the stubble. I can see it. Mm-hmm. It would work. Uh, but for Bruce
2: Wayne, I'm not feeling it. I feel <laughs> like this should be the default Bruce Wayne going forward. It's just it's so blocky and chunky. Even the page before from yeah. behind. Like, look at yeah. those
1: shoulders. Yeah, th- th- those are Dave Batista's shoulders. And you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, I guess we'll, we'll rate it. Yeah, no, not Taylor's best work, but yeah, I'm, in. I'm in for three more issues to see how it wraps up, uh, or sets up the next thing, which I kind of suspect it's going to. Uh, so, Matt, what are you rating Batman the Detective?
1: I'm gonna give it a 6.5. Car
0: 7.5. I'll split it up. Split 7! It's a 7 book. It's, there you go, look at you know, it. I like when we're consistent and makes sense. It, it's It's just... You know, it's not its not a bad book, but it's also not set my world yeah. on fire. Um,
1: Look, the only reason I'm going to keep reading it is because it's Tom Taylor, and I believe in Tom Taylor. Why so, wouldn't you believe in Tom Taylor? Right. If this was any other writer, I would have been done by now. Yes. This might have been the, the one. I'm just like, I don't care. But we'll, we'll see last. where issue okay. four goes. Yes. Yeah, because
0: Tom Taylor. Yeah. We're not at Crystal Skull levels yet, so, yeah, you know, we're sticking out.
1: If it was Crystal Skull levels, I'd be reading and I'd be happy about it. At least it's entertaining.
0: Crystal, Crystal Skull does not mean the same in Matt's line, which it does to everyone else. <laughs> it's just not. Um, it means, ah, it's I. <laughs> 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 Alright. Wonder Woman 773. Becky Clinton and oh. Michael Conrad with Travis Moore on our... So you two can talk about this now. You're together. Talk yeah, about Wonder Woman. Nice. Which is now double speaking shipping. Of, speaking of stuff that's
1: more than I, uh, <laughs> Please don't that, Matt.
2: You're <laughs> <laughs> crystal skulling yourself.
1: <laughs> no, that's, fine. that's fine. I'm going to nuke the hell out of this fridge. <laughs> um, that's what, that that's what Matt says
0: when he's going for dinner. He goes to open the fridge, I'm going to nuke the hell out of this fridge. That just means he's going to consume everything inside it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, last night I made myself sick from eating because I've been trying to eat better. <laughs> uh, it wasn't from my fridge, it was at a restaurant. And the waitress, when she came by, went, wow. Um, was not expecting you to demolish that. What? She used the term "demolish." <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's almost like that's almost worth deducting the tip out of cheek. Like, how dare you? How dare you insult me? Oh
1: no, she was impressed.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: all right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's it, it's insulting in that yeah. she underestimated you that that severely. He's, oh sure, of well, course. Yes. I almost
1: underestimated myself. We ordered dessert. I did not have room for dessert. I oh, no.
2: Took Take dessert
1: home.
0: So. Nuking the fridge actually is kind of a bad phrase for this. I feel like nuking the toilet is a better descriptor for this type of activity. <laughs> yeah. But you know,
1: That's whatever. Deep post Taco Bell after not having Taco Bell for two months. It's uh, a <laughs> all your the immunity was gone. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. Anyways. Um. get more Woman. than I eat. Wonder Woman. Uh, we finally get some closure to what's been going on with the Valkyries, uh, and Thor. And all of this Valhalla stuff, which now I feel like we're coming to an end and we're moving on to something new. Um, but yeah. this opens up with uh, Diana at the gates of, of the Valkyrie Forest or Forest Fortress, um, and we let her in. And basically, to find out, she finds out that the the Valkyries are just tired of all the war, and we're not doing this anymore. You know, the, yeah, they, they, they haven't just use us.
2: They've just quit. They've, been like, nah, They've quit.
1: You. And Diana's like, you, you can't just quit. There's there's souls that aren't being at rest And Siegfried. And they're like, well, we're sorry, but out of anybody, you should understand, like, man's wars, what they mean for us. And they're not learning. And our our job is, is being wasted. Uh, and it's not at all what I was expecting, the Valkyries. You know, you're thinking they've been corrupted or they're just you know someone someone's intercepting them for whatever reason but no they're just they're tired of it um, and Thor shows up calling her Wonder Woman which is fantastic because mm-hmm. it does, doesn't work on Thor's dumb and misheard that it's Wonder Woman it also from her interactions with Odin you know she's yeah. almost a wanderer now too much like
2: Odin. Even um, after she corrects him, he still yeah. gets it wrong. Still calls her Wonder Woman.
1: And so um they, you know, come to find out too that the, the weapons uh that Dr. Psycho had made it or had made are affecting the warriors in Valhalla. And uh in probably my favorite moment in this book, um, Thor and Wonder Woman start to fight. And uh, she takes Mjolnir and Brushes it between her hands.
2: Um, That's good. I think my my favorite moment in the issue is Thor fighting the Valkyries. He's like, Mm -hmm. I need not wisdom, for I am Thor.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty good one. And also when uh, they start to fight, and Wonder Woman goes, excuse me, the women were talking. Just just that one. That's so dismissive of him. Um, But yeah, so Wonder Woman ends up, you know, taking Thor kind of under her her wing here. After after this version of is destroyed, he starts to kind of come out of it, and that's where she realized that, you know, Dr. Psycho, um, that his weapons were manipulating their subconscious to uh, enhance the negative traits. And Thor just looking up at her with tears, he goes, I have negative traits? <laughs> and it's just this whole, you know, this, there's a lot of discussion right now about the whole concept of Toxic masculinity and stuff, and I just feel like the pages of Wonder Woman are a great place to explore that, Yeah. right? Because she's not telling Thor like you can't be you, right? She's just like you got to chill with all the extra bro stuff, you know. Like it's not good for just anybody. T- to look, tone it down a few notches. Tone it down and like you, all these negative traits are, are what chased off the Valkyrie, right? Uh, and you're letting someone else manipulate you and, and kind of tell you who you are and that's not who you are right just be yourself um and again it's her compassion here right because she's it's not an actual fight with with thor you know it's it, she breaks it down to diplomacy almost right uh, and then and she enters the the psychic realm and uh fights dr psycho who is you know uses mental projections to enter the sphere of the gods where you Know yeah. now we kind of get where she's been.
2: It's not a why uh, her mission's been a, muddled. A huge fight. She, she punches him once. No. Oh. This is psycho, and he has no punches. She,
1: right now. She headbutts him, uh, as punches she says, him. no more head games. Yeah,
2: oh, um, the, the headbutt well, comes after as well.
1: She, yeah, and so yeah, one punch, and then he goes down, and Dead Man takes him out, um, and tells him that they need to get to Olympus. Um... So she sits down, has the meeting with the Valkyrie, and they all kind of, you know, they, they do agree that things do need to change, but without the souls to feed um, without the souls from Valhalla to feed Yggdrasil, then the um, guy in the roots I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping them all
2: The serpent?
1: The, the dragon, right? He'll He'll get out. Um let's see uh, where's the name? Yugdrisel, if you're a warrior, Nidhog. There we go. Nidhogg. Yeah. So yeah. if Yudrasell dies, Nidhog will be released, and we all know that leads to Ragnarok. And then you know Radostock is uh you know pleading because that's where he lives on Yigdersell. So we gotta we gotta save it. So they make an agreement that one one day at every weekly cycle there's gonna be a break from the battles and a day of peace. You know, so now this is Wonder Woman leaving her mark upon and, and what is the
2: name here. of that day, Matt?
1: <laughs> Thirsty Thor's Day. That's uh pretty pretty on point. Yeah. Uh but I'm I'm getting vibes here with uh, Radistock that he's not exactly what we think he is. I am and it might just be because I just watched Loki that I'm getting <laughs> trickster vibes. They keep telling us he's a bit bit of a trickster. Yeah. Um,
2: And he was definitely steaming to be playing both sides with with Nidok. a few issues ago. Yes. Uh, I also do not trust him entirely.
1: No, no. Yet he saves Yggdrasil, right? Which is pretty important. So there's more things at play here. Like, I don't think this is a, like an Ares plot, right? Or a Wonder Woman villain plot. I really feel he is working for his own side. Yes, I agree. Um, So Diana goes to say bye to Siegfried. You know, she's going to miss him. And that she's, you know, the whole reason she got into this was because of him. You know, she, just for one night, she becomes his guardian. Um, and before she leaves, uh, Siegfried gives her his sword, Graham, which Wonder Woman wielding another mythical weapon. I'm here for that. Always. Um, and, and
2: like she says, you know, I, I never turned out a sword.
1: Nope. And he, he promised they'll, they'll see her one day. And uh, Giant Eagle, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings style picks her up and takes her across the Rainbow Bridge to Olympus. Um uh, she's in flames and destroyed and yeah. leaves her, you know which I, I do like that as she travels through the Rainbow Bridge her entire uniform changes. Right? She's no longer wearing the the more Nordic looking uh, tiara or head helmet piece. It looks more traditional,
2: you know uh, the Amazonian. the silver one with the like the V that we've had. Yeah. Goes mm-hmm. and she has the—it's uh, more yeah. of a golden helmet now rather than. Yep. Uh, it's, so, it's the one that comes down over her cheeks as well, not just yep. uh, the tiara.
1: Not just tiara, right? So something big's happening. It feels like someone was keeping her in Valhalla, right? To you know, while all this is going on.
2: Yeah, keep yeah, her away no. from stopping this.
1: So it, it seems we're done with the Viking stuff. Now we're moving to Olympus, which I'm not that well versed in Wonder Woman. Right, is my main jam. Yeah. I don't think I've read too much of One Woman actually in, on Olympus. Um yeah. so this should Obviously be pretty. She interacts depressing.
2: with the Olympians a lot.
1: Right. But not actually going to their you know, their home, you know, yeah. on
2: Olympus. not there's a lot deniers. less of it, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So whatever happened here, whatever end of days scenarios going on, I'm I'm here for for more of it um the art is just as great as it has been um just a lot of the, the soft colors here towards the end like it looks like you know, you know magic hour you know as the sun's coming up the i love colors, it as they're going
2: through you know, the uh, through the bifrost where the colors are just blending and melding it's yep. gorgeous
1: yeah that's and again the whole rainbow bridge aspect of it you know the bending of light and yep. whatnot so and yeah just you know it was fun to see dc's version of thor Here be more in line with you know it's not my Thor right it's not Odin's son from Marvel, this is mythic Thor,
3: traditional Thor yeah
1: right it was fun to see them play with that and you know even all the Valkyries here they they're very distinct that each of them have a different that you know the the art and the story here did a really good job at, at not singling them out but giving each of them a spotlight and it you know felt like it built to a fitting end here that it was more than just the Valkyries disappearing there. You know, this is why I feel like her getting involved in the sphere of the gods is a, not a messenger, but like a, you know, go, go down and see what's going on and see if you You can can
2: be an active participant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that as being Wonder Woman, she can do that. She leaves her, you know, her own realm to go and investigate others. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, no, um, Really enjoyed this issue.
2: Yeah. So, really good, solid end to the arc. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to, you know, we're we'll doing Olympus next. Um, always a mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, been uh, great. yeah. I'm going to give us
1: an eight. I, I'm going to agree. Ah, man, we'll line up. And then you're not reading the backup, right? No. Okay. Me neither. I always feel bad about it, but uh, I it get to it. It always looks
2: nice. And I feel like, oh, I'll read that. And then I. I get to the yeah. end of this the issue and i'm like all right i'm done now
1: yeah it's just a completely different vibe um i'm sure it'll be great and you
2: know i think when they it. i feel like i'll go back and like read them all separately mm-hmm. at some point because i think they they're probably i've never really enjoyed the first one it's just they're so different yeah uh, to the main story it feels like it's just whiplash I'm, like, I'm not i'm not in the in the mindset to read that at the mm-hmm. end of the main book so it'll be something i'll go back and read at some point though all right, all right,
0: cool. Well, that was Wonder Woman seven seven three, future state Gotham issue two, Joshua Williamson writing with uh, uh, Giannis Milionis on the art. That was close.
1: Milan, yeah
2: yeah, Milionis. I was close enough. That was it the, the <laughs> ballpark? All right. Uh, Dennis Culver uh, in the writing team with with Williamson as well. Oh, yeah. sorry, I missed the name.
0: Uh. So we had the the end of the last issue. Uh, so who was who was missing for the last issue? That one? was me. You were missing. Yes. All right. So so me and Matt both agreed it was weird. This wasn't in color, and Cara disagrees with that. From my I, I
2: think it's fine. I'm yeah, all for it. it. I think it looks great. Um, I
0: think the art's solid. I do think there's times where it's harder to follow the flow of the action because when you get into more mm-hmm. actiony yeah. bits, it's harder to tell what's going on without the color. But uh. Hey-ho, regardless. Uh, we start off with this, uh, the cliff fire from last time, which is the Red Hood with the, the current Bat family, uh, debating over whether or not the giant Bat symbol explosion quake thing, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, uh, was the new Batman, was, was Jace. I mean, they don't call him that, obviously, they don't know who it is. But, yeah, let's um, call him the new Batman. And Dick and the, the rest of them are like, no, we'll handle this. It's, you know, it's Bat family-esque stuff, we'll deal with it. Um, you know, we're not jumping to these conclusions. Um, and they have a bit of a fight, uh, as you'd expect. Um, you know, it's... It is this fun action stuff, you know, uh, Red Hood uses, like, some of the tech. He's got this big drone that he kind of jumps on at one point, because now he's, you know, he's... A, he's, he's Peacekeeper Red. Peacekeeper Red, that was the phrase I was on for. I am trying to remember the they call because it, it's not Magistrate. So that's yeah. the name of the organization, but... Yeah, peacekeeper red. So he's he's got all this new fancy tech now, uh, and they're 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 using that. Um, we got some fun action sequences, um, but we get into some more sort of crazy stuff as it goes on. Um, with someone that we don't know yet who you know explodes one of the big drones, um, and makes this big public statement. Uh, There is this whole thing. And and you know what? It does a decent job here of having this character stand out in the crowd. He almost looks like Green Arrow, actually, just because of the the goatee and the.
1: Yeah, it really reminded me of Oliver Queen.
0: Yeah. Just with an axe. Yeah. Yeah. This is the. This is from the multiverse, an axe wielding version of Oliver Queen.
1: Being that it's Williamson and he just brought back Connor Hawk, is there a chance? (laughs) I mean. I mean, we get Connor Hawk versus Jason Todd in like. Can't roll out. Trying to save Gotham.
0: It's not the realm. Honestly, where the art's at its best, and where you know the lack of color does not matter at all, it's when we start getting the running and silhouette, like into the alleyways and stuff like that. That's where it really like the black and white works wonderfully. There, there's, there's, there's no denying that. Uh, you know that's where the simplicity mm-hmm. shines. And kind of as we kind of knew or expected, you know, Bruce is the one giving Jason orders, but he doesn't want the rest of the Bat family to know that he's alive yet. Uh, because Bruce, you know, likes to play his long game and keeps his secrets and. I, Bruce, I would suspect they're going to be particularly happy about this <laughs> when they find out, but you know when are they ever true uh it's doing a job though of making Jason feel important because Bruce is the one that he's you know he's trusting him to do this um but I do like that now that we've established the rest of the bat film in the book we do actually cut to them on their own as well where they're they're talking about what to do uh you know it's Dick and uh, Tim I think
2: I, I feel like I really missed something by not reading the Tim future state issues because like like properly because like Tim's I, immortal now?
1: No, I, I yeah. feel like <laughs> from the one issue I read it's the Lazarus resin. So it's it's yes. something based off of the Lazarus pit goo. Right. And now he regrows things I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh no I mean I, I just kind of went with the floor. I was like, okay sure. You're telling you're telling me that he's immortal now.
2: I did too, but I was like, "What? what what's going on here with Tim?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is, the, this is one of these moments as well where the simple art and the black and white like can hurt things. You know, when the two characters pop in, it wasn't until the next panel that I was I even knew it was Stephanie because it's just like a you know it's so Again. low detail and you know some colors yeah. would have helped here. If I saw the purple, I'd exactly. have been like, "Ah, that'd have Stephanie." Uh, yeah. And I have no Who idea who's the other guy. I don't know from that panel. Nope. <laughs> That's my my main problem with this book is there's so much going on and
1: because of the lo-fi style they're going for,
2: you have to get a lot of context clues. I mean, I'm sure I said Um, this when we
0: were talking about the first issue. I I
2: assumed it was Jefferson because he was there with them earlier, right? It it, it probably is. Yeah.
0: It's not made abundantly clear. This is what what I was saying last time is when you shoot mm -hmm. a movie in black and white, you shoot it differently because you know it's in black and white. I don't necessarily feel like this, this book's been drawn with black and white and mind.
2: Uh, It has, it was know. a mistake. I, I disagree with that. That was a mistake. Um, I think here, you can tell it's deaf because you can see the, uh, like the eye patch at the, of the long shot and you can see the bat on the, uh, on the chest. Can you see the eye patch? Yeah, when they're in the doorway, you can see it over her head. That's, that's just a part of her hair. I, I mean, I, I, am not, I want to tell you, it's there. It is a there, there is an eye patch going across her uh, her face over her head, like it is in every other time you see it, and then she's got a bat on her chest.
0: Okay, you see eye patch.
2: For the record here, it's a bandage. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's more of just a strip of fabric, right? And it
0: just blends in with the hair in that long shot.
2: Fair enough. The bat is on the chest, you can't argue with that.
0: I mean, the bat's on the chest. Lots of characters have bats on their chest, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, but given that there was only four of them on the fight earlier... <laughs> and there's four of them here now, it's probably reasonable to assume it's those four. There's just some shorthand. There were so many times where I had to
0: think a bit more about what I was looking at, just to make sure I knew what I was looking at. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, there was was something I felt in the first issue. Uh, We do get, you know, Jace popping up, the new Batman, uh, later in the issue. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously him and Jason are thrown into the the ruckus together. Um, And it says, hey, you know, that wasn't me. I'm Batman. I ain't going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jason's off to visit Arkham Knight for reasons. Yes, uh, Jason, you know, pulls that I was trained by the real Batman, uh, and I'm like, yeah, this sounds like snotty Jason. Uh, the cliffhanger is though yeah. is while he's visiting uh, Arkham Knight, Astrid, which you know, obviously, none of us really liked that arc. We all dropped out a detective when that stuff was going on. Yeah. Um. That's not like a thrilling plot development, but the cliffhanger of the issue is is that uh, all of the cells are opened up, so they're basically surrounded by bat villains at the end. So, so you know, mm-hmm. Jace and Jason are going to. That's really weird to say. Actually, that I've just said the two names back to back. J- call, call him Tim. No, that's no. even more confusing. The
2: way around. Okay. And you think maybe that's why they started calling him Jace? Because which, which one is is he wanting to go by Tim or is he wanting to go by? Jace? No, Jace. He wants know. Jace. 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 Okay. Tim is the original name. Yeah. Fair enough. I. I, I... Not i been reading it, so I forgot.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just weird though, is to say it back to the battle that. Like Jason, Jason. Because it sounds
2: uh-huh. similar. Yeah. And they got what? Playface, Two-Face, as, yeah. Croc. Now, and
1: this is after everything. So these are all the... Oh, let's see, because we didn't read that Arkham Knight one either. We read that first story and we are like, we're out. Oh, because okay, so
2: this... it, it was bad. I just—I don't feel bad about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So... But there was future state backups with Arkham Knights, yes, wasn't there? There was, yeah. yes.
1: So was that before, or after? I don't know. They're all locked. They're all locked up here in Blackgate.
0: I, I assume after? it's before this. I assume. I, I assume. I assume they got captured after the story. Uh, okay. And that's where we are just well, now. I now, could be wrong. Now, but... and
1: now they're extra angry.
0: Yes. Uh I mean, maybe maybe this will lead into what they were doing in their own backups. I don't know. I'm not going to think sure. about what they were doing before. I'm just going to take it in the context of what was in this this book. Uh, I definitely like this show one more. I think. Uh. Mm-hmm. Overall. Uh, but you know, I, I'm 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 curious to see where it's going with with the various things. Uh. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I... It's one, of the, it's one of these weird things, but I, I don't, like... I, I think a lot of what it's doing is fine, and I'm into the characters mm-hmm. enough and wanting to see how, you know, future Dick and Steph and you know, even future Jason and how he handles this and... whatever. But, I, you know, it, it, this issue didn't set my world on fire. I've said that, like, a bunch of times this episode. Sometimes, yeah. you, just, sometimes you just attach to a figure of speech it's, that you it's use... It's one of those weeks. Yeah. You just you, you say a phrase for, like, a week and then you leave it behind again for a while. But... Um. But yeah, not as good as issue one. Not great, not bad. No, I I, I told Connor yesterday when we were
1: talking about hockey. I, I wasn't gonna read this, and then I woke up extra early this morning mm-hmm. and I just read
2: it. <laughs> so I was wondering why you were like getting involved. I was like, I, it's, yeah. it's one yeah. of those things but,
0: where if more books keep getting added to the week, it's coming out that. Because and, um, it's a because it's a yeah. future state book, because it's not the the present it's continuity, it's the easy drop. Less yeah, it's the easy mm-hmm. drop because of that. And if it was like mm-hmm. knock out of the park amazing every issue, then it wouldn't matter what, what it is, obviously. Right. But be- because it's kind of on this teetering level of ah, it's alright, yeah, it's doing some interesting stuff, but not amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, so we'll see. I think I think I enjoyed it more than, than you two did by the sounds of it. Um, well, no. Nice. Okay. Anything you'd like to add then? I I, I do not quite understand the the disliking it being in black and white. I I I really enjoy how this personally I just how distinct it looks from everything else.
1: Mainly I want it to feel like Blade Runner and this does not
2: feel like Blade Runner. I'm okay with it not feeling like Blade Runner. You know. (laughs) The one thing
1: of Blade Runner I like is the aesthetic, and I don't even get that here.
2: You know. You kinda get in that detective comics though.
1: Yeah. Uh, to be fair to Matt, it,
0: it, it, though, a lot of what we got in Gotham and Future State was that aesthetic. You know, the, yeah. it was it was heavily there.
2: It, it was. Uh, I'll give you that. But given that the uh, the stuff we had uh, before, it was it was very like Akira influenced. What we had with with Jason in uh, Is that anime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very anime manga. Go. Yeah. But there, there was a lot of that influence in the the Red Hood story already. That this just feels natural but like, yeah, it doesn't feel out of place to me i think that was the reason why i thought
0: i forgot williamson was writing this because it's the one that out of the williamson books i'm <laughs> less interested in because <laughs> robin's really Until good you know infinite in- in- frontiers looking great uh or at the very least interesting because it's the main big you know yes yeah, whether or not it'd be great well, it remains to be seen but it's the sort of thing where it doesn't even matter if it's bad i'm still going to read it all and talk about it because it's the big main dc thing
2: I have learned not to make those statements after Heroes in Crisis.
0: Yes, because you get cut out. <laughs> you, you, you had a gotcha moment. <laughs> yes, I
2: did. I regret nothing. You
0: That's...
1: know, but I, I feel like um, Heroes in Crisis is losing, you know. Pe- people know. So, you think Connor made the right choice?
0: Okay, I, don't, I, I, I stand I, by. I don't regret yeah. keeping up with it and be talking about it. We're on a DC Comics podcast. I expect to talk about the main event going on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but when the company is kind of like, "Hey, uh, don't remember that. Look over here. Don't
0: look over there," you know. Well, then uh, then we get to be happy because we're in better times.
2: Uh, true. Yeah. You know, definitely even, are not even just kind of either. Like just vastly, we're in better times now. I mean, even like a book like this, I I kind of have seen DC publishing like this weird black and white book just a couple of years ago, and not like because obviously we've had like Batman black and white. I, I could have seen that coming back a few years ago as like that anthology, but this is just. It's a regular book, and we're just going to publish it like this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I don't think they would have made that choice before, uh, so I'm, I'm glad they are now. Whether, whether or not you like it or not, it's kind of irrelevant to, to this part of my, my point, is that I, I just appreciate they're doing it. You know, they're, they're trying something different. <laughs> yeah, I just like it. I just think there'd
0: have been better books to <laughs> make back black and white versus this one, but, you know, well, what, what it is. Especially since we have all these back characters who are all colour-coded, typically. You know, Dex yeah, in the blue, yeah. steps in the purple, Red Hood's obviously red, you know, Cass will have a bit of yellow on her black, and then, you know, Jefferson's, they'll have his lightning and blue and whatnot. But yeah, like, there's, there's, a, there's a mostly different colours associated with each character. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, and there's a backup as well, actually. Uh, uh, just to read the main story, though, Matt, what are you giving it?
1: I'll give this a seven. It's
0: okay. Fine. I'll give it an eight. Oh, six point five. That's oh, six point five. Yeah, perfectly fine. But yeah, uh, the backup though, which I forgot this had backups so, to the point where I almost just said I'm not going to read this, and then I saw the writer it was Jordan Ridley and went, yeah. "Oh shit, okay, <laughs> I guess I'm reading that." That
1: much, I will. And Olivier Coipel, yes, art. I. That's what I was in for. I what? will say I enjoyed this one a lot more than the last backup.
0: Yeah, and like, also I think this lot, art lends itself to black and white a lot more.
1: Yep. Uh, it's kind of a shame because I love when Koi the colours because the art's always so dynamic. However, this looks great. Like the shading, yeah. the shadows, it, it, everything it, it, for the story, especially.
0: Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's quite important to the overall thing because this introduces the idea that Jace's little sister is going to become like his Robin. She's not, she's not using that name and she's not going to wear that outfit by any means, but effectively...
1: Oh, which, which sister is that? There's Tam? So, yeah, Tim,
0: Luke, Tam. That's another T. Tam's the one in the coma. Tam's the one that's... Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, the little oh. one. I can't remember her name. I want to Gracie. Is it Gracie? I, could... I don't think so. I don't know. You, you can look it up.
1: <laughs> See, they all have T names except for Luke.
0: They never never mentioned her name in this, this story, I don't think, so I, I don't remember no. it well enough. I'm terrible with names. It's, it, it, I need a lot of reinforcement before I'll start to remember first names. <laughs>
1: I know it took him like three months to remember my name. it's fine.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, you know. Um. So, but that's the that's the big thing here is you know he's in a, he's in a, a tough predicament. He's getting beat up by thugs, and she shows up to help, and we get some action sequences that look great. Uh, before they ride off on their bikes at the end. Um, and that's it. But it's, it's the the purpose of it mainly is to introduce like, hey, she's like his Robin, and that's going to be a thing. Uh, in the mm-hmm. future, and that's kind of neat. Uh, and they, they've already had a bit of a bond in the next Batman stuff, so this makes complete sense uh, that they're interested in the thing. Tiffany. Tiffany, there you go.
1: I know it was a T name.
0: Yes. Right. So, I mean, it was all T's then until Tim decided to change to Jace. Well, and Luke. No, and Luke. Oh, Luke, I suppose, yeah.
2: Which why is, is a form of uh, Luke. Unless you want to start spelling that with a T and call him Luke.
0: Why, why, why is he so special? Why, why is he not the only one with the T?
2: Firstborn gets priority. Oh, he's not firstborn, is he? No, he's not. That's he's what not. I'm
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to tell you then. Uh...
2: Feels particularly because like he, he he got the the priority name, right? You know, with mm-hmm. you know, yeah, from well, Lucius.
1: Luke Luke is short for Lucas, and Lucas is a diminutive uh, along Lucius, right? Along the same yes. lines. Therefore. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, That's so why he gets he, he got the good name, and then and then uh, why the, save that for ten, your second born?
1: So his his wife's name is Tanya, so the the T's on that side, the L's on the other side. You might have wanted to break it up a little, but they didn't. So uh, now you have Tiffany as not Robin with Chase, who completely got rid of the naming convention by adding a J in there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, what a dick. yeah. Well, hey ho. Oh, that's neat. Actually, I I I get, like the back top back up a little bit more than the main story just because it interests this cool new mm-hmm. dynamic and idea, uh, yeah. and they're really just like, really sweet as well. So
1: I, I like that they're fighting the igloo boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and this show really has this pulse on. You know, they're basically a fascist group of racists that used to work for Penguin but now run their own thing. And once they find out that the Jace is, you know, this Batman is black, they really turn it up, and so Tiffany comes and, you know, helps him out, and you know, Jace beats the ever-loving hell out of them, and she even points out, like, you, you laid a little yeah. extra in there.
0: Do you think you the uh, the abandoned Penguin, because Penguin supported the, the, the Penguin gay marriage from Parson and Rec, remember that episode, Matt, where the two Most penguins... Most likely. Yeah. yeah. I just remember that. It, I just, that, it popped out of my head. It just popped out of my head there, because you mentioned Penguin. Mostly...
2: What is going on <laughs> mostly <laughs> I'll say mostly that
1: I don't remember what Penguin's up to during Future State but that it was made that they were former so yeah. even like Penguin had enough of their and I in my head I like to think that Oswald's a, a different class of criminal and doesn't put up with racist fascists in his ranks
0: hmm. so I remember, yeah maybe. Uh, yeah that was neat uh, it, it feels weird to rate such a short story because some of these backups are yeah. really short but uh, mm-hmm. uh,
2: I mean Matt oh. uh, Mike's gone. Yeah, Mike's going. <clears throat> So I'll ask Connor first. What are you rate in the backup? Seven? It's it's, it's good. It's not yeah. long enough to be anything more.
0: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's fair. I'll, I'll yeah. go seven too, uh, Matt.
2: Yeah, I'll say seven point five.
0: There you go. Just yeah. has to be a little more positive. Has to give yeah. it that Matt spin. Uh that's alright. Next up then. Batman, Urban Legends, issue four uh so the other big weird bat book oh this is all obviously set present day variety of stories in here Mm -hmm. uh continuing some of the ongoing stuff uh we start off with the red hood story a lot of red hood this week did they have to put both red hood focus books on the same goddamn week yeah that's pretty good though it's kind of annoying Uh, this is good uh i have to admit um i i I thought both this and the grifter story not that i'm saying the middle stories are bad Mm -hmm. but both us in the grifter story, I thought I had good chapters this this week, because it
1: feels like those are the main two stories, and everything else is I don't want to call it filler, but they're they don't get the I, priority. Well, no, I, I didn't. Definitely...
0: I didn't mean compared to that. I meant compared yeah. to the last chapters, though. So just on the well, arcs, I think this these were good, too good. No, well,
1: that's that's what I mean yeah. too. I think from the beginning we felt that the middle two stories always don't they they pale in comparison to the cheer yeah. drops and the grifter, just because of the, I don't know.
0: They're full size um, issues. They're full size miniseries, they, yeah, effectively. They,
1: and they size. feel like a full book. The other ones feel like anthology stories that they're dropping here.
2: A little bit of benefit of the doubt this time in that Batwing story falls into what the other ones have been, but the Tim Drake one is part one of three. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that might develop into more of an actual story as opposed to some of the other ones in the middle.
0: Yeah, so there's a lot of flashbacks here uh, in this Jason story. Which I actually thought were used very effectively, and I thought the way it transitioned into and out of the flashbacks at points mm-hmm. and the art was very, very smart, and how the yeah, story flowed in and out of them. Um, but mostly I just loved the art on Mister Freeze. I loved kind of just how dangerous the the freeze gun was, and uh, kind of like you know, like that, that like the second page of the, this freeze fight where Jason falls through the floor. Um, like it's just this you know giant beam of like ice light coming down Mm -hmm. you know through the floor it just it feels like how dangerous this actually truly is i think as much as i love sympathetic mr freeze in a lot of ways because it does work really well there's also Mm -hmm. the idea of this this mr freeze stalking you through a building and you can hear the modulation on his voice like coming through the helmet and he's got the red eyes sort of glowing like he's he's a proper horror movie villain in a lot of ways it's
2: creepy and it's cool yeah yeah it's cool. Mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze is cool. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I realized like, it's creepy and he's cool. Would have worked but, so well, but is he as cool as Cold
0: Snap? Or is he cooler? <laughs> he's, he's cooler. Cold Snap. Cold Snap's like, you know, he's, he's a cold
2: snap. He's just, ah, uh, he's a better, you know, quick bit of yeah, cold. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think he, he, he's cooler, but it just doesn't last as long. No. I don't think
1: he can be cooler than Victor Freeze. It's literally in his name.
2: He, he's you know, he's saying it's not in Cold Snap's name? I don't think so. Do you know what ColdSnap's name is?
1: I do not. Because I don't care. That's Pete's job. I don't care about ColdSnap. Hey, what's ColdSnap's
2: name?
0: I've forgotten his name, to be honest. What's his name?
2: ColdSnap's cold <laughs> son of you.
0: <laughs> An ironic one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like all, all the
1: all the old people like ColdSnap. I'm into Minister Blizzard now.
2: It's my again hipster on his Cold <laughs> Villains. Yeah, looks uh-huh. like so.
1: Well, we all know me. I, I named a bunch that I like more. Remember we we did that?
2: Oh yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, well, you know. If Hipster is like, you know, if Mark is the wrestling equivalent of Hipster, I wonder what the real-life equivalent to Smark is. Because that's what Matt's been right now with the Cold Villains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so,
1: Cold Staff's real name is Daryl. They don't know his last name. <laughs> Just Daryl. <laughs>
2: He's so cool, he's a mononym. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes, yes. Daryl, just like Cher. Yep. Daryl.
0: Coldstaff is the King, Kristen Skull of uh, ice villains. Uh, That's why Pete
1: likes him so much.
0: hey Oh, very good. Uh, so, yeah, and even just this idea that he's trapped where uh, Freeze has actually frozen up all the exits to this building, so he's actually trapped in there with him.
1: Again, all don't he, work. Yeah. it's too cold, which I like. That's a nice... Uh, you know, nice nice yeah. twist fighting. Um
0: and Mr. Freeze? The flashback story, of course, is uh Jason as Robin, like they're investigating something that his mum's involved in, so he actually goes down and gets involved and Batman's told him to stay stay back. And Joker's involved here as well. So it gets really dark very quickly. Of course, Jason makes the wrong choice and you know, goes in head first. Um And you know, we have basically Jason yelling for help to Oracle, uh, yelling for Batman. And Babs tells Batman where he is and even makes a point of saying, hey, he asked for, you know, he asked for Batman, not Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Batman's like, you know, I'm c- I'm coming, son, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But this is where it transitions wonderfully into the flashback because it transitions into Batman in the past, racing to young Jason at this, you know, Joker incident. Um, mm-hmm. And this building's just on fire. Uh, and, we, you know, we have him finding the, the, the body of the mother and, like, holding Jason in his arms Uh, And then it cuts back to present, And we get this cool-ass car chase sequence where, you know, freezes in, Mm -hmm. like, a freeze truck. um, And there's, like, ice explosions happening in front of Batman as he's, like, driving, speeding down the the road.
1: (laughs) And a frozen Jason thrown from the explosion. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really funny.
0: I mean, the art here is a lot of fun. The only complaint I really have is that one panel of Batman using the grapple hook where his body looks really weird. Out of proportion. Yeah. He
1: almost looks like he should be in Batman Detective. <laughs> He's a chonky um, boy here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, the the frozen red hood, you know, uh, statue, yeah. as it were, uh, you know, flying it's out the back funny. of the truck is really funny. Yeah. Uh, it is. The way it just lands, it just lies there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really good stuff. And then you have these thugs come up from behind uh, to, like, you know, shoot them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Batman. Batman, let's freeze, get away to come and
2: rescue Jason. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. so as. It, Oh. much like we said but this is probably the best issue or the best chapter of this uh, of this story since mm-hmm. the first one because it has a lot of what that first one had which was this, this heart so that's heart about how much batman cares about jason despite all the mm-hmm. disagreements despite all the conflicts they have the idea that barbara frantically tells him no he asked for batman he needs help he's in trouble and and the idea of this is being intercut with
2: you know, a, a, a retelling of yeah. Death in the Family. You know, Batman's yeah, Batman's greatest failure. Well,
1: and I, and I like too that we when you get whiny, Jason, it's that Batman left me to die. Yet here, uh Z'Darcy's turning that on. Jason's like, I should have listened. I didn't listen. I ended up there. So it shows some maturity. Yes,
0: they, he's Jason's still making the character. same mistakes, but at least this time he's like, yeah, I'm still he making. I'm still making yeah. the same mistake. What am I doing? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually surprised they didn't get to like actual crowbar territory. I was expecting to see some of it.
1: No, I'm I'm and glad the that they showed some. Uh, they showed like, some
2: restraint here. I, I like what they did because we mm. all we all know the crowbar, we, and we we all know what story this was telling anyway. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, you don't need to have the crowbar I, there. I it's actually, over, it's, it's it's kind of overdone in the same. way. It's like the pearls. So I don't need to see the pearls anymore. Oh, of course. So this was more effective. I
0: actually didn't get it at first, like I didn't get it from the first scene that it was doing death to the family. It wasn't until like like he went to go see her I was oh wait i'm I'm, I'm just occurring to me now which story mm-hmm. this is <laughs> what memory yeah. this is um yeah. and then of course yeah it, it plays out with the, the 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 big you know holding him in his arms and all the rest of it. uh the clifffire though is that as Batman's saying he's going to help uh Jason is Jason sort of barely getting any words out because he's shivering and freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman gets hit with the freeze ray and Freeze is standing next to the guy responsible for this drug that he's been tracking down mm-hmm. since the start. Uh, so this, uh, this cheer drug. So And this character presumably is also called Cheer?
2: That's what I'm, I'm, I, I'm guessing. I'm going to uh, assume so, especially the story's called Cheer as well. Yeah. So. And
0: also yeah. just because he has a big... It's almost like he's uh He's like, he, he looked at the, the Watchman button and said, I oh, wanted that to uh-huh. be my character. So he's painted his face yellow with a, like, a black smile.
1: Well, and there's like, yeah, it's almost, it's not quite a Joker smile. No. But it's it's
2: a big, creepy smile. Do you know what it reminds me of? What? The, just the, the visual of the smile on that is that it's, uh, Jack Skellington from Nightmare uh, on Christmas.
0: On his
1: suit, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah on my suit. Because yeah. the
0: colours are flipped on the suit. Well, actually, yeah. they're not really. They're actually no. the same, but it's just because it's much bigger. <laughs> it feels what, right. yeah, uh, um, yeah, he looks all right. Honestly, I think he's a fine enough design for. Yeah, it looks fun. That one off villain presumably. So, um, Freeze looks great though. Look how great Freeze mm-hmm. looks there on that last page. But the, the kind of the silhouette with just the red eyes glowing and the the blue ice behind them. So good. Yeah, hard yeah. hard to mess that up. So. Uh, sure. so this time he's actually straight up Batman's so was just a very one know, hasn't been following this long it was Chip Zarsky writing with uh, Eddie Barrows on art like it has been for all the chapters
2: Eddie Barrows yeah. and Iba Ferreira on the, the main art and, and then. then Marcus Toe on the flashback oh, of course right. yeah
0: the flashbacks have a different art yeah of course so yeah uh, really good uh, what are you rating this first story Matt
1: uh, I'm gonna give this an 8
0: Connor yeah I'll agree with the 8 I will also agree with the 8 Really solid stuff. So cool. Uh that's like the Batwing story. And this is where we it's called Superman Punch. Um so I feel like there's a lot of opportunity here for Matt to uh tangent into wrestling related jokes.
1: Question though is does he go over like Roman would?
0: Apparently Roman's pretty over as a heel right now. I've not been watching yeah, that obviously. But yeah. uh Um my my question is though this should be called the orange punch was my thought uh, <laughs> when I read this. True, um, true. So Batwang's chasing down Riddler. Riddler hits him with a bunch of riddles, uh, and you know, so there's a whole AM PM thing. So it separates the M but keeps them yeah. connects them as well.
1: And uh, again, I like that this this does more with the Luke, and this is what made me realize that uh, Jace is older than Luke. Was this story here?
0: Of course, yes. I think's that's where I learned this, too, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, you know, he goes, he, he remembers, you know, going asking him, you know, to, to help with the Superman punch, which I think is is good, because when we were first introduced to Luke Fox, is he was an MMA fighter, right? So the fact like he's, of course, that's what he's doing while his brother is, like, actually studying and, and stuff. Um, so basically, they trade information, right? Like, hey, can you show me how to do this? I'll help you with your homework, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it just shows the bonds of brotherhood um, here, um, and and yeah, and it allows him to figure out the the uh, riddle before Riddler wants him to, and where he surprises him with Killer Croc, which I thought was a fun, you know, little yeah. surprise. And
0: basically, from there, they fight it for a mm-hmm. bit, but he's able to sort of talk Croc down. Yeah, Croc's like, yeah, I don't really want to be doing this. No. Like you know if, if, you know, if you lead me to where Riddler is, I'll uh, give you a head start because you know you've, you've served yeah. your ticket. He says, "You know, I've done my time in Suicide Squad." He has actually yeah. served his time for you know what yeah. he's done in the past. So, uh, and of course, he you know, he wins the fight ultimately by, with the Superman mm-hmm. punch, which is you know where it comes yep. into it. Um, you
1: take the knee and and lean into the punch.
0: Yes, so, it mm-hmm. actually is the Superman punch from wrestling, which is
1: it's actually an MMA move. Like you you get it to, to oh, really? go around okay. someone's guard. Yeah, 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 it's based off. A real like you know sure it sounds enough. cooler than it is, I mean, it's just it's basically a a faint technique to to break your opponent's guard but yeah,
2: someone gave it a cool name, so yes, yeah. this stuff, I
1: and mean, Connor McGregor was really good at it back okay. when he was at the height of his, yeah,
0: so which is funny well, to me because it's kind of it makes me it's like it's like a and the way that happy Gilmore does the the run up for a swing, yeah, it's kind of like doing an extra little like move for momentum for the mm-hmm. punch to me yeah. the, when i when I see it,
3: yeah.
0: So, so
1: yeah, you get them to drop because they focus on the knee, and then you punch through an elevated thing. So I, I like here because that's kind of what he does here. It's a, at the end. It's a feint. He sends Croc back to to Riddler, you know, to... who
2: seemingly chases him like a dog. Right, yes, yes, that's, hilarious. That was weird.
1: I, yeah, I have a problem. He with like, this... says, "You're my get out of jail free card." Ed,
2: come here. Like, there's the creepy connotation It's, connotations it's like that. with the big tongue, like, yeah. wagging. It's like, it's yeah. like, it looks like a dog. Yeah. It's just yeah. a strange choice. It's, it's actually kind of no, funny just how, funny.
0: how many, like, how many short stories we got this week that all tie into the ongoing story that Ridley's doing with Jace and the right. Fox family, and like, there's so many little parts of it sprinkled around this week.
2: This is interesting mm-hmm. as well, because uh run by uh, Camris Johnson, who yeah. I believe is the guy who is the actor of luke fox on the J- battleman show I-, I
0: was actually just really? uh, scrolling back to try and find out because i knew it wasn't ridley because i knew this one stuck out because it right. wasn't ridley who wrote, wrote this one uh but yeah that's the actor from from the show yeah is it, so it,
2: this is the the counterpart to the nicole maynes dreamer story yeah. that we got in the pride issue
0: well uh, that's pretty cool what's funny is that this is so in continuity with everything that's going on in the comic versus the nicole maynes one which was like no this is just in the show it's separate Whereas Great. this is this is no, this is this is Luke in the comics right now, and it ties into everything going on with his family. Is
2: he doing a lot of Batwing stuff right now? Uh, the actor? No, no, no. Like Luke, Luke? in continuity. No. I've not really How seen. He him? Uh, he
1: just... Well, he shows up to yell at Jace for not being part of the
2: family. Yeah, he That's was. Bat- he was. Bat- yeah,
0: he was Batwing in the in the next Batman last this show I read. So he has. Okay. He has Fair popped. Enough. He has popped up as Batwing recently.
2: This is, I mean, I I can't remember the last time I saw him as Batwing.
0: But even uh, even if he hadn't been like the idea of like this tying into the family stuff and his relationship really with his yeah. brother, like they're, they're still relevant to everything going on. So, I agree. Um, yeah. So uh, that's kind of neat. Uh, uh, at the very least, if you are encountering all these different stories, it does feel like they're building something. Uh, so. That's um, cohesive. Uh, what were you given uh, this this short? I'm gonna give this one seven point five. Car. Yeah, uh, just a seven from me. It's good. Yeah, I'll give it a seven too. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed reading it. They added some stuff to the overall tapestry. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, Then we have a Tim Drake story called uh, Some of Our Parts. This is part one of three. Uh, Megan Fitzmartin writing with Belan Ortega on art. Uh, And... You could tell I haven't read the long-running uh, Tim Drake solo series that happened back in the day, because when a character showed up later in this issue, I went, who is this asshole? And then there was a little editors note saying, <laughs> last appeared in issue 140 of Robin. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is going back.
2: That is going back. That a deep cut, pal.
0: Yeah. And this, this is kind of one of these things, though, that as much as I didn't get it myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for all those long-time Tim Drake fans who read that entire run, who got this when they met this, this character. And
2: also... I don't think it matters that in terms no. of this story, I don't think it was hurt If you didn't, oh no, in terms in terms of this story doesn't but, matter. But in but terms I of that
1: the writer went
2: in, found a character. Yeah, in, in, in,
0: in terms of DC letting writers go back to continuity like this, I think it is important.
2: But not. In... Oh, no, no, it's important. That's yeah. it. I meant in, it's not important if you haven't read it. Like you're you're not hurt by being you know out of the loop or anything like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, basically, there's a T.A. just being
0: kidnapped in Gotham. Tim's looking into it. Uh, there's even some Oracle stuff here. So again, current status quo, Oracle contacting all the Bat family members in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, and even a little joke here about, you know, I'm not calling you Drake. What are you going by? So a little dig there at the so uh, crappy name. Yeah. yeah, Hard not to enjoy that. Uh, so Tim's looking into all this, but he's meeting up with a friend uh, for, for dinner. And turns out it's this guy named Bernard who is from his solo run. Uh, from back in the day, and they're catching up, uh, and all the rest of it. But of course, the the suspect behind these kidnappings, which is this, uh, was it something chaos demon? Chaos demon? Chaos no, chaos, um, shoot, chaos uh, monster, chaos
1: bastard, chaos monster. Chaos chaos monster. monster.
0: Okay, that's what it is. There you go, yes.
1: Uh, yeah, stop the chaos
0: monster. And the cliff fire is kind of obvious where it's going here. Is that his his friend, you know, is the one who gets kidnapped next. So he's he's got a personal stake in stopping this and finding the bad guy. Uh, the chaos monster's got a really interesting mask design. He's got like uh, you know, horns kind of mm-hmm. on there. Uh, interesting design, I'll say.
3: Yeah,
1: got a bunch of dots up there and stuff too. Like it's definitely unique.
2: Love eyes um, is what they are. I'm assuming. Oh, they,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, you two are the bigger Tim fans. I mean, were you guys happy with this?
2: It's it's I'm fine. Not, I'm not unhappy with it. It's not oh. like a particularly like amazing yeah. Tim story. It's, I mean, but like I said, it's like what? Like seven or eight pages, if that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 10. And, and, I, and I, it's uh, nice it's that huge. they're
1: they're getting away from the whole Drake thing that he could be Robin and not Red Robin. Because I like that they point that out. He's like, well, it's not like Damien's using it right now. So, yeah. you
2: know. Um, it's, it's fine. You know, I don't yeah. think it's like it's not like a, oh this is this is why we've been missing Tim. You know, it, it's not like a really yeah. strong Tim story. At least not yet. Maybe it will be by the end.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, as for what we got in this issue, uh, I, I like it more than what we got from that first issue of the Future State by the same Raya. So <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Um,
0: I I probably like the Batwing. The middle stories are probably the Batwing a little bit more though. It felt more. I don't know, relevant in context, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not mad at Tim getting to like be around Gotham and like, also be in the, the loop with Oracle and solving crimes. Even if the crime, as of yet, it's not as interesting. Yeah. So.
1: so apparently this guy back back in the day in the old Tim books was a hugely like, conspiracy theorist oh, okay. when it came to Batman because he noticed that um he had all these different partners and that to him Batman was stealing from orphanages. To bake Robins. Uh, so, yeah. It says, uh, he has a secret theory that Batman owns secret orphanages through which he selects children to become Robin when the previous one dies, as well as Batman working for a secret shadowy government that runs everything. So, it seems like they just, instead of just making a new friend, they just pulled it from Tim's history, which is cool. Right?
2: Yeah, so. no. It's easier for everyone. E- easier for... The writers and style, they got ready-made design and character template ready to go. Mm-hmm. Editorial just have to go, yes, sure, and then fans of that character are like, oh hey, yeah, you know, we get them, but everyone wins, right?
0: Uh-huh. Very much. Uh, all right. So the final story. Well, actually, we've written this. Okay, I should read it. Matt, will you read it? I give this a seven. Fire. Same. Yeah. I'll I'll give it a seven. All right. Final go. story. Drifter, um, the tease that he's actually meant to be killing Lucius ultimately is obviously there, but we find out the cliffhanger with Deathstroke was a bit of a cop out in the sense that this fight is a charade where Drifter has paid Slade <laughs> to come and fake fight him so that it'll draw out Batman, and he Rich. set he set a trap for Batman. He's got like he's got these chambers ready for Batman entering,
1: like like you do for like a bug or a yeah. mouse and uh it doesn't go well for old grifter I, which I, I, is I, one of my favorite things so far that he is a character that every time he has a plan you can up. almost count on it yeah. that he's gonna screw it up somehow
0: i mean yeah. I, I like these caucuses but i like the dialogue where he's like you know he's talking to the person on the comms and he's like oh you're about to owe me money because slade isn't going to kill me and even after it was revealed that this was all, like, a plan by his, and he paid Slade off, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not going to ex- accept I've lost this bit yet. He still might kill you. <laughs> like, that, yeah. that, that banter back and forth I was enjoying, mm-hmm. and then Stroke saying this wasn't going to work, and then they hear a noise, and they've, they've trapped something in the, in the, the tank. And he's like, ah, I see. I'm about to win more money. Um, you know, more people are losing bets. And then, of course, the, the punch comes out, and it's actually Superman who's in the tank. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love the idea that that Superman's so just like casual. He doesn't uh-huh. check the doorways like Batman mm-hmm. clearly would have done. Yes, he right. just flies in and is like, "Oh, oh shit! All right, I guess I'll just punch my way out of this." <laughs>
1: it's because yeah. it's just a metal tube. And then I love that Deathstroke's like, yep, yeah, definitely not paid enough to deal with this. <laughs> see you later. Out. Feel I'm like,
0: out.
3: Good like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the sort right, of joke in that. the back half of it is, is that there's these assassins show up at the, mm-hmm. the party that's yeah, Wayne Enterprises, and they come after yeah. Lucius, and Lucius is trapped in the balcony. And there's kind of this like countdown thing where Grifter's trying to get away from Superman. He's on the run from him. Obviously, his he's minutes are numbered here but they've got teleportation mm-hmm. tech. He tries to teleport them to Wayne Enterprises, but because Wayne Enterprises have got anti-teleportation tech installed, mm-hmm. it doesn't work, and he just beams back to where he was, and he's like, shit, I'm still being chased by Superman. So that's a kind of a funny oh. beat in and of itself. And yeah. then it takes time to charge back up, so he has to wait, and he can't just do it. Mm-hmm. So he says, "Like, okay, send in, send in Z. And I'm like, wait, Zatanna? <laughs> like, he's got Zatanna? No, uh, no. And yeah, so the big reveal is that he's got this, I assume it's another Wildstorm, Character, yeah, former uh,
1: uh, member of the Wildcat, so it almost feels like that Rosenberg is a real big fan of this era, and he's doing his version of it, which is real cool. I'm uh,
0: happy for him. Absolutely, you know, he's you know, and Grifter's trying to stall Superman but like shooting a uh, like a uh, a monorail train to fall down, so Superman has to go save that first, and then uh, uh-huh. you know, so there's a lot of like just fun action as he's trying to stall, and the joke at the end is is that Bruce actually is too late, but the this uh, other character here. Uh
2: it, interesting yep. as zealot. well
0: because his uh his zealot. override clearance was denied. Yes, yes, that maybe is an important little plot beat that'll <laughs> come back up. But uh yeah, the zealot just stabs the assassin and you know, very very matter and this is so a his nineties character. Look at those like lines he just, on her face. And then
2: just jumps off the roof.
0: Yeah, and jumps off the roof. which um,
1: I remember seeing on something about Zealot, so kinda of when, when they said Z Yeah
0: I was yeah. like,
1: Okay, we're getting Zealot. So your main um, jump there, yeah, yeah, and I so I'm wondering if Voodoo's going to show up at some point. Maybe that's who he's talking to. Oh,
0: maybe. That'd on the cool.
1: other end, you know, and uh, there's Spartan, and then there's the the guy that's not Wolverine. There's
0: clearly Wolverine. What that's su- success? That's uh, successful then. Succeeded then. Uh, was that the action was always fun? Like you know, Drifter on the back of this taxi. You're know, trying mm-hmm. to buy time, as Superman's chasing him, just teleporting away in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. Um. And then just the joke of Bruce, like, coming out the, the the window and be like, I'm here, and Lucius is like, you're a bit late, Bruce. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, already dealt with the assassin. Um, there was just, there was a the constant, like, momentum and comedy to the whole thing, and that's when mm-hmm. this grifter story's been at its best. When it has to slow down to do exposition, like, last part is, you know, that's where it feels a little bit weaker. I think this issue, because it was just constant entertaining, like, hijinks and tension and suspense...
2: Yeah, it, that's it's, where it it's kind excels. of a shame that next issue is the last one, right? So, this yeah, story, it's a five, part, it's like five
1: yeah. parts, yeah. yeah. So, but I but I almost feel like there's gonna be more grifter stuff coming, but cause it seems to be well received
0: for sure. And you know, mm-hmm. Batman tells Superman to leave at the end, that's the ending because he's like he's on to this grifter stuff now. And yeah. Lucius even is aware that he stolen some, some you know, uh, data. It's like, okay, yeah. this is wrapping up now, so uh, yeah, it's a fun time though. Art's good, uh. Art uh-huh. may even be the best in the the issue. It might it might beat the uh, the art from that first story.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe. I think the action is
0: really re- solid. The action is really good in this. The way it's drawn, the the, the momentum of it, and the, the layouts. So.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it beats the um the present day art from the first story for me, but I think the flashback art okay. is stronger. All right.
0: I can see that. Even though there was all that great stuff with Mr. Freeze, I think the just the art quality here's still a little bit higher. But I mean it's don't yeah. well, taste a little bit, I suppose. Uh all right, Matt, what are you giving the Grifter story? Uh, I'm gonna an eight point five. Oh, very positive. Uh yeah. come on. I'm just gonna give it an eight. Yeah, I was gonna go straight eight as well, but I I'm, I'm happy. To hear it's Matt it's
1: taking a, a a book that or a a character I don't care about. And I actually look forward to see what happens, so you know that's that's a pretty good you know direction for Rosenberg to go.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, so Rorschach, issue nine, Tom King and Jorge Fornes uh, mm-hmm. getting late in the game with this this book here uh, as we're getting closer to the ending and. This issue, we're back at the farmhouse that we kind of spent a lot of time at last issue but this time it's the investigator actually going there himself mm-hmm. and effectively just piecing together like what happened here, what the conversations were and I talked about transitions in one of the other books. There's a, there's a, there's a constant great thing here where it's doing the sort of the warm tones and the, the cold tones. The, the warm tones being yeah. the present day, the cold tones being the flashback but there's a great transition here where the kid... Uh, where she ends up appearing in the other color, and you realize, yep. wait, she's transitioned into present day. And it's not that she's literally there, of course. It's the idea that the, our main character here is talking to a version of her in his head. But yep. that transition was fantastic because you just sort of like clock it and go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really well done. So I thought that was really, good. Um, yep. I'm gonna let. I mean, ca- I- I'm to let the cow. So you, you say so.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. So. The thing with this one is, so the last issue had that really cool thing that you had the three different uh, characters going over what they had done at the farm and you could kind of piece it together. Here, though, it's very much more understated that it is him walking through and we don't know if this is exactly what happened, but this is what he thinks the conversations were Um that would have led them to do what they did, right? Hmm. So that's the interesting thing here, is we don't know if this is the 100% truth. This is just what we think that he thinks, right? Well,
0: I I don't know, because I I was kind of reading it as, this is what happened, and he's trying to, like, imagine what happened. So I don't know if he's necessarily piecing everything we're seeing together. What I do think is interesting, though, about this is that in every single example where it shows you, like, a scene in the present day and a scene in the flashback, Mm-hmm. Um, in every single scenario, he's standing in the Rorschach position. Yep. In every single example, he is—you know—he makes the the hmm noise, and is always exactly where Rorschach was in the yep. corresponding scene. And I, I don't know. I, I think we kind of theorized before that you know, could possibly the—if if we're really believing that in some way the Rorschach spirit uh, mm-hmm. is actually like reincarnating in other people, like. Is is some of that that fire, is some of that spirit yeah. manifesting in our main character? Is that kind of what it's doing here and showing us, and and the the framing between the two scenes? Yeah, I don't definitely. Know.
1: And that it's the deeper he digs, the more consumed by it he gets. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's going down so, the rabbit hole, in so many and so. And this is
1: the most interesting thing because I said when you were gone, this is pretty an un- understated issue. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot to discuss in like the grand scheme of things because I now I feel this is the creative team pulling things together now we're gonna see how they all fall through but the most interesting thing for me here is the idea of the comedian and rorschach being on opposite ends right and you get into the philosophies of that uh and you have the kid you know explaining this to myerson that you know he goes if you're rorschach come back to life then maybe charlie's the comedian because you know you know the way I see it, there's two forces in the universe they're always at war, so if you're Rorschach, then he's the comedian, and that with Rorschach, you know you know that's you that's meaning people look at your face and they see something about themselves, something true uh and lasting and you know with the comedian, it's almost this nihilism of he knows what life's about and he's in the background laughing about it you know
0: and Um, i I think ultimately knows that it's like none of it matters and it's meaningless so therefore he's going to control it and laugh at it for his own pleasure exactly and
1: to him uh, to him truth behind oh wait to him the truth behind the thing is there's nothing behind it so he smiles because what else are you going to do versus rorschach going like no this is the truth it's black and white and sure, people can take meaning from it, but at the end of the day, facts are facts.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's and the how, idea, it's the idea that right. the Rorschach, the idea of a Rorschach test, is that everyone sees something right. different in it, but it's always right. reflective of who they are. So, right. So, so the comedian's whole thing, and what's represented here but the idea of this, you know, Turley having the big because she mentions that she's heard that oh, he has a big comedian, you know, like yep. painting, uh, mm-hmm. in his office or whatever. Um, the idea that. That's about like having the fake phony face. Whereas, mm-hmm. well, obviously, everyone sees something different in a Rorschach. The idea being that that reflects reality back at you, and you have right. to accept the way things are. And therefore, for better or worse, obviously, Rorschach, mm-hmm. the original Rorschach, wasn't a healthy like response yeah. to how to fix the world. But that didn't mean that it wasn't necessarily a good counterpoint to what the you know what the comedian's no, both- philosophy was.
1: Both, both sides can be corrupting, and that's what you do with it ultimately, yeah. right? So when you think about the Watchmen, who's in the middle there? And it, it's Night Owl and Silk Spectre.
0: Well, I think that's a really interesting phrase you just used there, right. is that both sides can be corrupting, because the right. end of this issue introduces a very mm-hmm. interesting idea, which is that, uh, so as he's looking through the house, the investigator finds that you know like, hey, this carpet was put down unprofessionally. It sticks out to right. him, so he lifts it up, and there's a big blood stain." And mm-hmm. he, you know, he talks about this and how, you know, the, the ghost, if you want to call it that, of, of the kid mm-hmm. is like saying, hey, well, it was my arm, you know, that's when I got shot. Okay. He's like, oh, this, is, this is an arm, it's too much blood. And it leads them to where this body was dumped. Like they kill someone here and it's someone who's been buried in this uh, silo oh, out back. Septic tank. In a septic tank, Which yeah.
1: I don't want to know what he did to get that body out. Because,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um so and it's where you know he finds a pager on this body and he calls the number that's on it. And he's asking, Hey, you know, I got this number that's on a pager, I not you know, I've never seen the number before, who is this? And it turns out that this guy worked for the head of the campaign for Redford. Mm-hmm. So in some way, and you know, when we get the the flashback as well of uh of of you know the old man Myerson and the kid like, talking about this guy coming to see them is because he's got credentials that will get them into the, 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 the press event, the press conference, yeah. uh, the rally that Turley is going to have back in, you know, issue one. So, it's like, wait, was was Redford, or at least someone who worked for Redford, I mean, well, yeah. Redford himself knows about but this is another question, but someone mm. working for Redford was actually kind of sponsoring them in their attempt to assassinate the opposition?
1: Yeah... That's, so it seems like it's a big deal <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he, so he finds it. The only thing he can find on this body is the pager and he calls it and it, and it runs it back. He's the deputy campaign manager uh, mm-hmm. for the reelection of president Robert Redford. Um, and, and it, it cuts to Rorsch or Rorschach, Meyerson and the kid and how, you know, they're in full, full costume at this point. Um, so when they come to meet him, you know he's like Redford wants us to succeed. He wants Shirley Kiel. He's going to help us. It will be good. And yeah, so it's like they've they've fully been corrupted by whatever. Um, because there's a there's another moment too where the kids talking about stuff and about what you know her dad hated Redford, right? Um, I'm trying to think where this is at. He's like, my daddy hated him with every fiber. Um, because he just thought he wanted to take things from us, um, and we're now we're gonna shoot the one man who could challenge Redford. He would be in flames with anger, because you know. But they talk about like, that's what the squid are, right? Is that the? Oh, I'm trying to find. Out. So that's what the squids are? The inevitable, inevitable, inevitable. I'll get it. Absurdity <laughs> of the abyss, <laughs> like dirt on the ground, and it's just what's beneath your feet. So is this whole idea of the spectrum of stuff now, right? Of you know, Rorschach and the comedian and Redford and uh, Turley and the whole idea of the squid and her dad. And just like how far off the reservation were these people, right? Like they're pulling at all these things. And is that going to affect our protagonist? Like is this is this is what breaks him that into that Rorschach the seeking of the truth is you know almost like it's this this Lovecraftian you know pursuit of knowledge that drives you crazy
0: you know I mean yeah I mean I have no idea like how we're going to wrap up the story with this main yeah. character but I like so so much of this like so one of the, the, the great moments of the art that I really like is we see her draw the comedian's button in the mm-hmm. sand and then when it cuts back to our, our main character He's looking down and you can just faintly see the circle. You can't see the details. Mm-hmm. It's obviously mostly went away, but you know, it's the idea that the bright sun behind him it's like the harsh light of day. And like, now it's like sort of like someone's actually looking at all of this now after the fact. Um, right. and it's, you know, there's just all, all this build and all, all this kind of like quiet reflection. Uh, and the idea that, you know, that, our main character is now seeing a version of the kid that he's now talking to in his head like is this an example of him going further down that rabbit hole where he's now starting to talk to someone like that you know he's digging out this body on his own it's all starting to feel very unhealthy and how how it like deep he's getting into it in many ways um and i I, I think that's one of the so one of the many interesting things about this book is is just this this examination of a fairly almost personality lacking character to begin with, and how, as the story's going on, it's kind of filling in through mm-hmm. just these you know minute reactions to things and what's not being said uh it's it's really good stuff um yeah. And it's, you know, it's that idea, again, talking about the great transitions, you know, when he does make that phone call, when he tries to find out the number in the pager, and when he hangs up, it, you know, it cuts back to the, the cold flashback and it's the same shot and then it's like Rorschach's on the phone at the bottom of the page in the same position. Again, he's always in the exact same place that Rorschach was mm-hmm. uh, and, and these comparisons between the, the flashbacks in the present day, um, mm-hmm. which leads to the conversation about the, the guy coming to give them the passes. Um, you know, and because uh, it's, it's a very downbeat ending, actually. It's not like a big cliffhanger moment. It's just, no. you know, it's, it's them talking about this guy coming. Uh, Myerson says, Redford wants us to succeed. He wants Turley killed. He's going to help us. It will be good. And you feel like this is not as clear cut as he's making it sound. Like, obviously, a confrontation happens. Is it as mm-hmm. simple as they didn't want a witness to who they were? Or is it more complicated that this guy... Well- try to confront them about what they were doing. Was there a disagreement about what the plan was? You know, so on.
1: Right. But as as it goes, you see them get suited up more and more, right? At least, at least Rorschach, at least yes. Meyerson, right? Because he puts on the mask and he puts on the hat and then the overcoat and all that stuff. So when this dude comes, he's going to be seeing the kid in Rorschach, not Meyerson. And True. I forget what her real name is. So you know, again, if they were worried about witnesses and stuff, so again, it makes me wonder if, like, again, their corruption of of the fact is this guy's like, well, well no, we don't want that, but they just need to get the passes because they've already made up their mind, you know. So, yeah, it whatever it is, I'm I'm still impressed with the storytelling. Yeah. Again, this 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 issue is so understated compared to the last one, but there, it's still you know there's still so much to to go in this overall mystery
0: yeah and you know the final panel again it transitions back to the Mm -hmm. present day with our investigator sitting in the same place that rorschach was as he was saying Mm -hmm. this to the kid and it's just him sitting silently contemplating the fact that he's Mm -hmm. discovered a connection of someone who is here with these characters who connects back to redford and what that means for the overall scope because you know typically what we hear in this book is a very like, you know, the people who hate Redford, so it's they're in a very particular part of the political spectrum, and they spread say all these awful things about him, they say that he's taking things away from us. It's that kind of very, you know, devout belief in like mm. uh, antagonistic attitude towards him. Not that necessarily we get a lot of stuff praising Redford, but we kind of just from the context of how they speak about him. Yeah. It sounds like he is very positive on the other side of things. But then you get to yeah. this and it's like Wait, if he's conspiring to kill the opposition, like okay, how consumed by you know are are these? Because I think there was a point in this book where we thought the kid was very we we questioned why they were killing Turley right. because we thought that she was right. going to be very pro like his side of things mm-hmm. based on her father, but this well, this issue of course makes it very clear that she knows she's going against the wishes of her father because her father would right. be would hate that she's doing this,
1: right? And also that there's there's a thing where she said that she dreamed about. Uh, her mom and her dad and then goes you think I'll dream about Charlie after I kill him
3: mm.
1: and I was like well we know she killed what happened with mom right like there's just this darkness to her that <laughs> man so who and, knows And
0: even the trust between them where Myerson's willing yeah. to like hold out a like you know something for target practice where she's like sniping from like this distance to uh, to practice yeah. with a moving target because she's hitting right. the shot every time but he's like he'll be moving around though we have to practice right. with it moving um right. so it's this level of trust in her his belief in her ability and you know what I think I theorized this like two or three issues ago but I said I just threw out the idea that what if their whole game plan here is to inspire the person that comes next, which is you know our main yeah. character? If That's... the goal here is not actually to succeed in the murder, but it is to inspire the person who's going to look to into keep it. Keep it going. Yeah.
1: You got to keep the memory of Rorschach going, and whether that actually is the spirit of, of, of Rorschach jumping into him, or he's like, oh no, this is what the facts are. Uh, I, yeah, I have to fix the world. I, I, I was sus-
0: I would suspect that they're talking about the actual the reborn spirit of Rorschach, but in actual reality right. it's more just the idea and belief right. of Rorschach. It's, that's yeah,
1: what... it's that once you look at the truth, and then it drives you insane. Yeah, you know, and and that's what's going to be him right now. He's almost or or he's going to be the one that breaks it, or whatever you know, and that's maybe what it needs. You need to break the spectrum, because I was getting very much light side, dark side uh, of the force type vibes the whole comedian Rorschach thing mm. but it's not as simple as that and even, even once you start getting into that whole stuff in Star Wars, it's not that simple, so
0: Yeah, because Rorschach uh, was not a sympathetic character No he was, you know, he was, and,
1: Right, and that's that's and why they, I brought up Smoke Sector in in uh, and, and Night Owl mm-hmm. Right, they're the, when you read the original Watchmen story, they're the sympathetic ones the yeah, time. Yeah,
0: they're the human beings in the middle that actually you yeah. want to root for, yeah
1: Exactly, and you know, Night Owl was, right? He was Rorschach's partner. And kind of, Rorschach going too far is what kind of led him to retire.
0: And that's that's not, and uh, then, ignore the symbolism here as well of the fact that, he, you know, Meyerson drew her a photo of, well, a photo, but drew, drew her a drawing of, of Rorschach, and that's, that portrait of Rorschach it well, got, got hit uh, with the bullet that uh, was aiming for her. Yeah. You know, there, there was a gunshot, and it goes right through its head, right through the head of okay. Rorschach on the wall. Um, right.
1: Well, not just that isn't wasn't that his character that was based off of that Rorschach was based off of, right? In in the comics, Oh, oh
0: was it? Maybe it was. Yeah, I just looked like Rorschach to yeah. me. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, no. But
1: that's that's the point, yeah. right? That's the question. You know, character that they're they're all kind of based off of. Yeah. But but yeah. But as I was saying too, I want to wrap up my self character thing. Is she's the daughter of the comedian, right? So you know, that that whole aspect of it too, and those two being the kind of normal. And being pulled in those different directions.
0: Yeah, and Laurie, like the idea that her that her dad is pro the comedian guy. She's she he, her dad was pro Turley, and right. that she's the daughter of that. And Laurie was kind of the, the daughter of the you know the, there's there's like a parallel yeah. there between them.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and okay. So
1: yeah, there's there's a lot lot work in here. So,
0: uh, cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's a very very good issue. I mean, not surprising because these have all been fantastic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm super excited about the the next uh the next three years. I can't believe there's three more of these to go. Jeez. Uh, I know. Spoiled, spoiled. And we're starting the Supergirl booklet next week. So, uh, <laughs> more on that later. Uh, what are you rating Rorschach issue nine, Matt? Um, give us a nine. Yeah, nine out of ten, which is almost a low score for this book at this point, but mm-hmm. uh, nine out of ten. Um, cool. So. Just to wrap up, then I do have one uh, Patreon book. I would have pushed it, but I'm still catching up in the last month, so this is the last Patreon book I've got from last month. Everyone to patreoncom slash Uh Patrons at one of the higher tiers can make myself or Connor read a book, and one of the books that I am working through, based on those Patreon picks, is Animal Man. So this is issue nine of Grant Morrison's Animal Man, and feeds off some of the things set up in the last issue, but is also a very good sort of good place to jump in as well. Uh, We have Cliff being picked on by other kids, which is kind of set up for a nice scene at the end of the of the story. Uh, But they're calling him Animal Boy and things like that and making fun of him. Because obviously, you know, Buddy's role is very public. People know who he is mm-hmm. and all that. But the main thing is, so last issue, if you remember, Mirror Master caused chaos in the house. And uh, Buddy's having fun uh, playing with the new kitten. But Ellen is just pissed because the house is in complete chaos. Uh, and that's when Martian Manhunter shows up to have a, have a conversation and talk about what's happened, but also to introduce the fact that they've got, like, a, a team on the Justice League for this kind of thing where they show up and fix everything within 48 hours for free because not everyone's a billionaire on the Justice League. <laughs> so uh, they're all pleased with it. And there's some jokes with this, like, they're trying to install, like, laser defenses at one point, which almost, like, killed a Cliff. <laughs> uh, So they're like, hey, maybe not put in the lethal... Uh, safety de- defense measures That that's an idea uh, so it's a really fun issue there's a lot of stuff here as well that plays off uh, the past setup, which is um, you know Buddy not telling them yet that his powers are acting up ever since the, uh, the gene bomb went off so he takes Martian Manhunter out for a conversation and they go flying he can still fly okay but whenever he tries to connect to a particular animal he goes on the fritz and he ends up connecting to the wrong animal and, and things like that and Jean says kind of Like, unfortunately, you know, you can't just, like, be in the Justice League for no reason. Like, it's not a free ride. But your humanitarian, like, stance, the way you speak up for animals, like, given what happened to Mars and the beauty of this planet, I actually think there's a lot of value in having someone like you on the team. So, it really, it's basically Jean giving the rub to to Animal Man here. Uh, I mean, if you're already reading the book, you already give a shit anyway. But in a larger sense, it's kind of a nice thing for Jean to be giving this kind of opinion on Animal Man. And there's a joke at the end where uh Animal Man after they're saying, Hey, you know, I'll take you to see someone who is helping others who have been affected by the gene bomb and we'll get you back up and up up and running at full speed. Uh but there's a little joke at the end where Buddy just says, Wait, how did Blue Beetle get on the Justice League? And then yeah. there's a there's a pause for a panel, and then Rush Manhunt just goes, Yeah, good point. <laughs> so I enjoyed the little dick I do like Blue Beetle, but I enjoyed the little little jab. Uh, as it were, no pun intended. Um, so uh, you've got this, and then there's the, a the fun ending to the issue as well. Is that uh, when Cliff like tells them that his bait got stolen, and he was getting picked on at the start of the issue. Uh, Jean shapeshifts into into Cliff and goes and scares the absolute shit out of the bullies by turning into a monster after uh telling them to leave him alone. So, um. Really, really nice little uh, fun ending here, uh, for, for the for the characters. Although Cliff is still being a little bit shitty because of it, though, because he says to Buddy, like, "Hey, why don't you go and get a real superpower, Dad?" <laughs> so he he's impressed with John. He's very happy that John came to help, but he's a bit more of a dick about his dad right now. So not all is is as well in the, as the in the household, as it were. Uh, but we do have other teases here for the other things that were first introduced in the last issue the idea of these new this new villain uh coming and whoever this this character is who's beamed into this man named jay Highwater, he goes to the house he like sort of has this dual feeling of like recognizing things but also knowing that he's seen them for the first time and he picks up a book and there's a note in it that says ask the psycho pirate which just kind of made me go oh hello <laughs> what are we doing here uh because there was a lot of very ominous like who's this villain coming from last issue? You know, who plays dice with the cosmos? Like those teasers were really cool uh, last issue. And this book has two sort of teasers relating to these things. I think one is that with this character who's still taking over this body and is, gets a psycho pirate note. Um, and then the other one, uh, at the end of the issue is we cut to, Africa, and I'm just, I'm, I'm skimming to get there because there's a lot of stuff with Cliff coming home and the turrets and laser guns trying to attack him. Um, but when we get to the, the NTs, uh, we go to Africa and we have, um, basically, the, someone's freaking out um, and the fire's blazing and this this sort of tribal character is saying that the, the earth speaks a great many dread, uh, the the, the ground's shaking, and these these other characters ask him what it's saying, and he says there's a weeping in the ghost country, the gods are coming. So I think it's further teasing this really powerful being that's, that's on its way that was teased last issue. It's, it's a nice tease, though, because it, it just... It, I think I like the the building to the next villain because you know we the, the first arc had the stuff with Buana Beast and it was it was really cool having him build up alongside the main story. Uh, what I like about this though is that it sort of has Buddy going through like his own just ongoing shit. You know, it's acknowledging that he's a member of the Justice League. He's having trouble with his kids. It's that you know family life and just job life ongoing stuff with Buddy that I think really grounds Animal Man. But we're doing these little teasers that are separate that aren't is sort of directly connected yet, but they're clearly building to something big. And it almost feels like a threat that's too big for Animal Man. It's like really? That this feels like it's going to, this should be a Justice League threat that we're building to here. Like we're bringing in psychopirate references, we're talking about the gods coming. Like, call the Justice League. Like the real justice. Not even just the international like get get <laughs> Get um, you know, Superman and Batman and and the Green Lantern's on the call here because this is this is this feels like a really big epic thing that's coming. Uh, so that's actually kind of endearing because it's like you're kind of rooting for Buddy to prove himself. You're rooting for Buddy to like really earn his spot and like solidify himself as a hero. So, um, but this is mostly just a fun issue because it's you know it's this these two workmen building things in the house, uh, telling stories and the the kids and you know buddy playing with the kitten uh it's all kind of adorable stuff this is the sort of issue that makes you really like the characters uh and I think it succeeds very well at doing that and it's not that weird an issue you know obviously Grant Morrison can have the, the very weird issues that you you know you know him for or so you know them for um and this is like no this is and this is maybe something that Grant doesn't do enough with the modern stories that I don't like as much is just give give me the slice of life give me the 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 heartwarming stuff where I can really attach to these characters so, uh, really solid. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, the next issue, which I should get to a bit quicker. So, um, I, I'm happy to give this a solid eight out of ten. Uh, I thought I thought the the Martian Manhunter conversation with Buddy was really solid, helping him out, but also him meeting the kids and meeting the wife, also really enjoyable stuff. Um, it was all very very pleasant and endearing. So, there you go. That's Animal Man.
1: Issue 8, or did I say
0: 9? Like I said, I think I said 8. He said, you said, I know you gave it an 8. I gave it an 8, yes. Yeah, so I don't remember what issue it was though. It was 9, it was issue 9, next one's 10. There you go. I have to dust it. There you go, that's my uh, Patreon book. Uh, so that'll take out of the part of the show, we pick our favourites of the, the week. Favourite panel slash moment, favourite cover, favourite art, and we'll rank our top 5 books as well, so... Um, we will start off with pal slash moment Matt, take it away
1: oh boy, there, there's a couple that could come from here um, I'm going to go with Wonder Woman though when she crushes Mjolnir that, 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 was, that was a good moment
2: sure, uh, Car. yeah, that was a pretty good moment I'm also probably going to go with, with Wonder Woman and I'm going to go mm-hmm. with the, uh, the uh, I need not wisdom for I am Thor
0: yeah, that's a pretty good laugh. I, I have to go with the explosion and detective, particularly the oh shit the Batman has yeah. uh, and the build-up to it. It's just, it's just, it, was, it was perfect comic book storytelling for me in terms of just uh, suspense and build-up, mm-hmm. so uh, that's my pick. Uh, going to cover of the week, there's a few solid choices uh, to look at. There's a, a fairly reasonable Urban Legends variant uh, that's painted. There's, there's some good options, but there is only that's one nice. correct choice. Uh, I think the main cover for Future State Gotham is pretty solid. The variant for Rorschach is really nice. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I think I will probably land on the Rorschach variant. That's what I'm going with.
2: Mm-hmm. Is the variant the one with the, the the Watchmen strip down the side?
0: Yes, yes, yeah. So that's the one that's in the he's in the fog and he's kind of standing there, all imposing. That's really. Nice. I mean, the main cover is good too. I mean, it's very simple, but it's the stylistic choice of the main cover is really nice mm-hmm. too. It's just it's, it's saying a lot with its cover. Uh, Matt, it what's is, your pick? You, you, of course, you picked the Matina one. Yes, yeah. well, you know, I like the Matina covers. <laughs> what can this see. Yeah, uh, Matt, what are you picking?
1: Uh, I'm going with the the Pride variant with Harley and Ivy. Some of self parody at this
2: point. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that Bartell Pride variant is the only correct choice this week. Uh, Sorry, Pete, you were wrong. <laughs> oh,
1: boy.
0: That's fine. Uh, I can't take it too seriously. The, the, the sources are uh, questionable. Uh... <laughs> so, uh, favorite uh, art of the week, uh, Connor. You can start us off.
2: That's a lot tougher because there's a lot of like. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, like, I like the uh, some of the art in uh, Urban Legends. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I, I don't know if it's consistent enough across the whole issue for me to say it's the best. Detective, again, you know, you got the like the backups, mm-hmm. which, which I have to factor in. I'll probably give it to Wonder Woman. It's Wonder Woman or Future State Gotham. I think it comes down to. I think I'll just edge it to Wonder Woman. Mm. Um,
0: I really love Detective art, but I think I just have to hand it to Fornes for Rush again because
2: that's to be fair. I'm not reading that book, but I would probably have picked that because Fornes. I, I get it.
0: It's, it's not even just that it's great. It's, it's, it's so sooty to the story that it's telling as well. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's great stuff. There's some great transitions between flashbacks and present-day stuff in that one as well. And it feels like there's, there's clues in the art for the story, which is wonderful to like experience. So what's your pick, Matt?
1: Yeah, I normally go with Four Nights for Rorschach, but I kept saying this one's pretty understated. There's nothing that really knocked my socks off this time around. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Wonder Woman, because that one I wasn't expecting there to be as a solid as it was. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I I'm
0: shocked myself. Okay, all right. Well, that case, top five of the week. Matt, go!
1: All right, number one is Rorschach, number two is Wonder Woman, number three is Detective, number four is Urban Legends, number five is the Pride Special.
2: Connor, uh, Wonder Woman, Future State Gotham. Batman the Detective Detective Comics and then Batman Urban Legends. God damn, there's a lot of Batman this week. There's a lot of Batman this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well,
1: on
2: Super- Superman Day.
0: As Superman well. Day, yeah. Uh, to be fair, Superman the comic should have been this week, but it got pushed, so Superman and Action are both in the same week later this month. Uh so that may not have, that may not have been like an intentional thing, it just had to move. But hey. Uh, I will go with Rorschach at number one. Detective Comics at number two. Uh, Pff, Urban Legends at number three. Batman the Detective number four, and then Future State Gotham at number five. I guess. Yeah, I'm just double checking I'm not missing anything, and I feel like I, I'm doubting myself. Yeah, A lot of bat books this week. Uh, but hey, uh. So there you go. Uh, I will tell you then what is coming next week from DC Comics. uh, Much of which we'll be talking about. Some we won't be. Um, You'll find out if you don't already know (laughs) based on what we already read. But coming next week, we have The Flash 771. We have Nightwing 81. We have Justice League 63. We have Catwoman 32. Batman Batman, Fortnite five. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight issue two digital reprints. Uh Supergirl Wound of Tomorrow is our big new number one, the mm. Tom King book a issue mini starting next week. We I, have... I have a
2: hint at what's going to win art next week. Uh, but, you know, you say that, but there's Catwoman's out and Nightwing.
0: Yeah, Catwoman and Nightwing are both out. It's not. A, it's not a surefire. Yeah, bet.
1: but but uh, Eva makes your argument invalid. So
0: you know, <laughs> we'll see. You know what she drew. I know what she drew, but I I think Redondo's more to my taste than Evely is. So
1: yeah, but only Redondo didn't draw Wonder Woman issue eight.
0: (laughs) Hey, sure about that? Hey, who knows? I mean, Tom King's been on fire for a while now. Maybe this is going to be his next Crystal Skull.
2: Uh, Look, all I'm saying is maybe he didn't draw Wonder Woman issue eight yet.
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) With re uh uh, reordering, renumberings, relaunches, sure.
0: Uh, we got also oh, have, some, man, we have Superman Red and Blue issue 4, Truth and Justice issue 5, Scooby-Doo Where Are You 110, uh, and Represent issue 1, so.
2: Digital reprints as well, that one. Yeah,
1: it, okay, cool. The Superman Red and Blue cover is uh, can, can I just say,
0: you know, next week's such a... I mean, I only have five issues next week. Can I, can I just say, like, DC, could you not have put the 100-page thing out the week after Urban Legends and not the same week? Just, yeah, just that'd be
1: nice. I mean, we, we we would have been an hour ago in showtime for sure. Like, I know yeah, I got dynamite to watch. I got Indiana Jones to watch. I got, I got stuff to do. DC, yeah, I all E3 my time. Yeah. I don't care about that.
0: It was just Ubisoft to do nothing interesting. Hey, uh, hey, you
1: know what, you know you how Pete feels it, about you're sports. Right, but,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I don't get excited
2: over that stuff. I. That's fine. The fumble's oh, over well. the night. It, it just finished like five yeah, minutes. But Matt, you've, tor-
0: games. you've tortured me with enough stupid sports talk that I am more than happy to torture you with a little <laughs> bit of games
2: talk.
1: It's alright, like, and, and that's fine. But yeah, as you said, it's just Ubisoft, and the way that you said it so explicitly, <laughs> that means
2: there was no news. So then, next week, me and Matt will be shitting on the the Canadians. I'm sure, but they, they were pretty good. <laughs> the tonight.
1: sports team, and not the nationality.
3: Let's be clear. <laughs> yes.
0: In that case, I am rooting for the Canadians. Just I hope they beat Matt's
2: team. At the end. Okay. Uh <laughs> to be fair, they're also representing the nationality, so at this point. So <laughs>
1: yes, <I'm the> old- <laughs> uh.
2: all right, that, that has been the show. Uh
0: please do like and subscribe um on YouTube. It's very important. Especially since it's on the new channel now it's on the comments of the multiverse channel, so please do hit the like and subscribe button, hit the bell as well for notifications. Um you can of course uh support us over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as one dollar per month. Uh, you can you do get uh, early access at the five dollar tier for the show. Uh, you get a day early, so please do go and have a look. Um, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers uh, at the time of recording, which is Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Bordenow, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Stanley. Not Stanley. Stanley. Excelsior! Oh, also, Tyler Hess. I had to scroll up. I, I was missing a name. I thought I was I thought I like oh, a short Tyler list. Tyler
2: getting
0: chaffed I, I thought I, I was like, you know what? I was like seven. I'm sure there's eight. I'm sure there's eight. And then I was like, where's the other name? And I was like, oh, there's Tyler at the top. I had to scroll up. Tyler,
2: make him read something shit for forgetting you.
0: Sorry. Sorry, Tyler. But, um, I don't know. He wants, he wants more American Vampire. He's, he's, a, he's a good... He's he could take a month's break. He's a good one. He wants more American Vampire. just uh,
2: give read as well, so
0: so played. um yeah so go, go to patreon you can support us there you know get us at dc comics podcast on twitter uh for updates and you can you know uh pester us on there for things if you want um but that's pretty much it i am very very hungry i have to say so i'm going to go feast uh post show yeah are you
2: feasting on something good at least
0: i don't know yeah i'll decide
2: uh good answer so it's an open op- open season uh, today? Uh, I'm probably doing the same. Hey, they gave me 25% off uh, on, on takeaway orders. I'm going to abuse it. Uh, why wouldn't you? So here we are. This has been DC
0: Comics uh, Podcast, Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, thank you very much for joining us once again. This has been episode 257. Um, and, you know, we'll see you next time. Keep reading DC Comics. And remember to never crystal skull anything. And the Speed Force. I knew.
1: Uh, nu- nuke the fridge and uh fortune the glory kid.